Another week, another talking dirty. Ah, is, that, is that like a, like a muscular dolphin or something? And this week we have for you in the NBA, Bang Bros Arena. More on that later. Then the NFL, we take it over for the Week 10 recap, injury updates, headlines, segments, and our Week 11 pickums. Then we take it over to Pop Culture where we uh, review the Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever movie and uh, the new episode of Andor on Disney+. Plus. Then wrapping it all up with our jams of the week. With that, Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? So confirmation, I said this a few weeks ago, I wasn't sure. Um, a, a, a loyal fan of ours, Josh Kent's, mm-hmm. they confirmed that Kent's Brothers Paint does do ceiling decks. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, we we were trying to figure that out last week. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, staining decks, everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, they do do it. So 412-784-1577. That's a good deal. Yeah. Do they hit out Monroeville? Because I'm going to be getting a deck next uh, summer, maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> every week we have another question about our sponsors, and every week the people, the person who pays for our sponsorship is going to have to text us like, yeah. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, you could say, yeah, no, unfortunately we're only in this area. Or, Josh, text us. But with that being said, let's get into it. All right, and before we get into it, Guy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. You must have ended the I'm, pod this morning. Yeah, we did. You're, I was ca- just catching straights this morning. I just made a, two anime jokes. Dude, I was just driving into work. I was jamming, because I've been watching One Piece. I've been jamming out to this new opening that dude, I that got to. so nerdy. No, it was like, it's a good song, dude. I'll have to play it for it's, you. It's like the meme of like Jerry... Driving to work, like, oh, people mm. music, but it's just, like, you're just listening to anime well, music. Well, it's pump up. You know, I was trying to get up and ready in the morning, and then as I'm listening to this, like, anime opening song in my car, I just get a message from Ryan, something about, like, this is why I hate anime people. And it's just, like, and understandably, it's, like, the people that do, like, the heavy cosplay and, like, are, like, furries and shit. I don't know. Whatever the hell they're into. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, a two-comedian comedic uh skit people mm-hmm. just making fun of anime people going like uh the okay. three things my girl my anime girlfriend loves and she's like doing weird facial things i uh, gotcha yeah it, it was it was like uh, just a it was skit. a parody of it okay yeah so i sent it to you yeah so then i just saw that and i was like god damn it like it's like i just got started on the day <laughs> and i'm just catching strays out here this is just ridiculous that i sent you a, a hot <laughs> anime girl Dude, weird like, anime stuff. I was like, it's probably the kind of chicks you're into. Yeah, and I was like, all right, man, this is just a call. Right after, this then point. you're just like, all right, don't come later. Yeah, I was like, don't even bother coming over later. Like, <laughs> do not come. But um, oh, come. Oh, I'm gonna come. Oh, he's coming back, dude. He's running again. Mm-hmm. Fucking ridiculous, dude. Can I just get somebody under fifty, dude. In like, <laughs> god damn it. I, I don't like talking politics. I'm trying to not. I'm not talk, trying to say my my opinion here. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as a Republican candidate, yeah, I feel like 
more people want DeSantis than him. Yeah. He's out here saying if DeSantis runs, I have like dirt on him. I'm sure he does. And I'm just going to like air it all out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like DeSantis could clap back though. I think, see, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I think a lot of Republicans would rather have DeSantis than Trump at this point. Yeah. I feel like DeSantis would definitely get the Republican nom. But I, I just, I hate all candidates mostly. But I also <laughs> heard today that like, I like if DeSantis, uh, tries to run and wins the primary, yeah. Trump's just going to jump the independent and run in. Yeah, he, he probably will. Yeah, but then that, But that, that'll just mean Biden wins again. Yeah, because you're gonna not going to get enough. Yeah, you're not going to get enough, like, independent voters. Yeah, they're going to split the vote. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's going to split the Republican vote, yeah. Yeah. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate politics so much. I hate... Is it, does he live another four years? There's no way. Biden? He made four years, and I was shocked. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to run him. They shouldn't. The Democrats should not run him. It'd be like a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> he just, Absolutely. He just puts With sunglasses Kamala, on him. Like, yeah, Kamala, like, him. working his hands. Like. Yeah, so... <laughs> Which is probably already happening, actually. It definitely is. Did you see the memes with her going around? Yeah, didn't she like say like you know younger voters are stupid or something like that? Maybe. Something like that. They, they are dumb. But now, but now there's like a bunch of and now they're trying to like lower the voting age, so like people oh. are throwing that around. But so stupid. Yeah. But your day good? Yeah. Besides yeah. My, me ruining it with the anime. And well, I'm also morning. kind of pissed off at McDonald's for this whole McRib farewell tour. They're treating the McRib like he's Kobe Bryant or something. Giving him like this send off farewell. It's so annoying. You know he's you know it's gonna be back like in I don't know when do you think he'll be back? Well, I what I was thinking is we should make like a bet. Will it be back before or after the Pirates make the playoffs? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just thinking it might be right around them. I'm thinking to October 2025. Yeah, the McRib is back out of retirement. I'm still gonna say before. I think what I think they're going to do is they they want to get away from the n- late November like selling time. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to start selling at a different time, but they didn't want to like make the change and like have a shorter season or whatever or a longer season. So they're like let's just cancel it for like a year or two. I could see that. And then too. bring it let's bring it back in like, like summer, spring, something like that. Spring yeah. Well, the, mm-hmm. the summer because spring would be this is a shamrock shake time. Yeah, so definitely like summer because like I feel like they July. don't have much in the summer that they really test out. I can see them doing July and calling, making it like America's. Thing, it have like to be after July. the Shamrock Shake and after the fillet of fish like Lent stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like July. Mm-hmm. Make it like an American thing, like yeah, eat, June, eat July ribs, type time. Barbecues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Confession: Never had a McRib. Really? Ever. So I prefer it with no pickles, personally. See, I prefer the onions, probably. I don't like onions. I like the onions, though. They're like uh, bigger, like crispier onions, you know? Yeah, I hate onions, though. Nah. I like I like them. I've grown, it's like one of those like things that you hated as a kid for me that, like, as I got older, I was like, I fuck with this. I think I don't like them because of the smell. I think, yeah. I think onions smell like B.O. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And then Chelsea I fuck just with red onions eat. on like sandwiches. Yeah. Like I mean, if subs. it's on there, it's on there. I don't yeah. take them off. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's, if I order something and they have like the diced up onions, yeah. I don't take them off and I just can't really barely taste it. It was all yeah, the yeah, it's anyways. Nothing. Um look at us just talking food. Speaking of food, I was gonna <laughs> say too, um, I was listening to a podcast where they were just talking about chain restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. What what's your favorite chain restaurant? Chain. Top three. You could probably do a whole top five draft of this. We're kind of just doing a segment on food here, but like, I kind of want to try these new Wendy's sandwiches. You see these things? No, dude, it's like a garlic knot bun 
it's a chi- they have one that's a chicken sandwich and it has like a like a patty of like a mozzarella patty essentially. So it's like a deep fried mozzarella patty. That's insane. And they put marinara sauce on it. And it's on a like a gar- garlic so it's basically not a garlic parm. It's like a garlic parm sandwich. That's and then they have the same thing for a burger. And then they have garlic fries. That's insane. I know. I gotta try them. Dude, and they also did peppermint frosty or something like that too. I'm gonna have to break my diet for that. That's <laughs> yeah. so good. Dude, I saw it online. I was like, "Fuck, man! I'm gonna have to go to Wendy's now. Like, this is some yeah. shit." And I'm gonna have like garlic breath for like two days after eating there. <laughs> like, That's nuts. That sounds so good. But favorite chain restaurant? Like sit down chain. Sit down. Like, do they have a drive-through? No. Like, sit down. Like, your waiter comes over, takes your order. Ooh. Ooh. They're talking about that. See, I feel like I'm going to forget some because I don't really think about this too frequently. Um, so basically, someone's talking about TGI Fridays. And I love TGI Fridays. I like, like TGI Fridays. It's not my top three. I, th- I think Cheesecake Factory might be top three. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I never go there enough to like really endorse it. I love Chili's. I, I fuck with Red Lobster. Red Lobster's great. Like Olive Garden slash Red Lobster. They're kind of like Texas on the Roadhouse. same tier. Huh? Texas Roadhouse. That's a good one as well. Best, um, best chain steak. That or Longhorn. Danny's, like being really drunk at 3 a.m. at Danny's <laughs> and Johnstown and having people like argue about that. Was that was the steak. best, dude. That was so random. Um, What else? Dude, really good breakfast spot when you're hungover there, Waffle House. Waffle, I've never been to Waffle House. I oh, it's so to. good, man. If you ever got to the Meadows, just hit that up because there's yeah. one right there. I've never been to Crackle Barrel, Cracker Barrel, or Waffle House, and those are two I hear Cracker Barrel, I haven't been there in a while, but it's all right. Outback. Applebee's. Applebee's is – Applebee's is – It has moments. I think Applebee's is, like, the closest thing to fast food I have a sit-down chain. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, only, I only like a few things on the menu there, and it's mm. always when I'm, like, drunk. But if you get, like, a good Applebee's trip – it's a very the best good when Applebee's had the dollar. Yeah, yeah, uh, like the Long Islands, Islands and shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they yeah. still do that. I think they. It's not not they, as frequent. they do specials, but they yeah. Don't know. The well, I, last time I was at Applebee's, they did the uh, endless boneless wings. Oh, uh, nice, so, like, nice. You just get oh, oh Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. I I think beat ups is so overrated. Yeah, it's there's very there's one that by me. I haven't tried it out in a while. I've been to that. That's the most recent one I've been to. Yeah, right yeah. there. I haven't been. Th- I, that, that was also the one I've been to recently. But like, I haven't been there since I moved here. Yeah, enough. But huh, I'm thinking Olive Garden. I, I'm probably taking Olive Garden slash Red Lobster. Well, how like about we do? Two. How about we say if you, you can never go to another three, you only three for the rest of your life. Dude, I might take both of those. Just Cheddar Bay, no Cheddar Bay biscuits or breadsticks from Olive Garden. Olive Garden would have to be one. You'd have to take one of the two. But I don't know. I, I, I look if at going, you if differently. Italian, if you like, if we're going Italian chain, mm-hmm. like the uh, the um, Bravo, and what's the one from down south? It's like oh, Pasta Two in the South Hills. I don't think it's a North Hills restaurant. I never. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, so I probably toss in Olive Garden or Bravos, one of the Italian places. Mm-hmm. I'd probably toss in Chili's or Mad Max. Nah, I'm not big on Mad Max. I, I'm personal, really, I like, personal thing. I respect. I love art. Mexican food, so I yeah. have to have one of the two in there. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, probably Denny's. But I've never had Waffle House, and I feel like Waffle House would be up there. Yeah, but Waffle House isn't something I'd rather have over Denny's. Like I'd definitely rather have Denny's, but like Waffle House is a great like little like change up. Low key, I think I like like burgers from Denny's more than breakfast. 
I love their burgers. I don't know why. And their, uh, gone their seasoned fries. Mm. The seasoned fries at Denny's are so good. TJ Fry's potato skins though, are top tier. Yeah, they are. They are. So TJ mm. Fry's. There's just no not out <clears> anymore. And the Sizzlers. Yeah, I haven't been to TJ. Well, I've been to T- I went to TJ Fry's in the uh, Dallas airport. Uh, okay. But to get. Yeah, I don't know what else to take. It's a good discussion. It is a good Especially discussion. I only have college football, so this is kind of <laughs> place of it. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Let's carry on. Um, another little side note I had before yeah. we start. I, I'm I'm getting surgery in January. Oh really? What today. for? My hernia. Oh damn. Yeah, and it's fucking. I mean, I've I've been wanting surgery for like a year. I've had it for a year. Yeah. And they just didn't want to do surgery at first. Now now they want to do. Sur- now I went to a different. I went to a surgeon instead of my doctor, and I said, "Listen, I want it gone." Mm-hmm. And he said, "All right, we'll fix it. Nice, we'll do it." Nice. Um, so yeah, sometimes you got to do that. I know, but I uh, why did I bring that up? Oh, because when he was like looking at it earlier, mm. he was just like poking it like nonstop, <laughs> and and he was just talking about like he was like poking it and like pushing it inside of me and like like said, yeah, yeah, before it popped back out and like. He was just doing that as he casually talked to me about like what the surgery would be, and it, he didn't realize how bad it was hurt. So at one point, I was like, "Can you please stop?" Yeah, so he yeah. stopped. And the rest of the day, my like it was just hurt so bad. Yeah, like we're men, we can't complain about that in the moment. I was just taking it. Yeah, you just got to take and then, it. I and think just he's be like, like this saw my my face is wincing. Yeah, and, and then, then he you said, leave. Like, and he said, like, I was just hurt, and I said, "Yeah, can you stop." Like, yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry." Um, yeah, and he also said he he showed me how, he told me what this, how the surgery's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And he also told me, like, for the week after, I'm not going to, like, want to get out of bed. Yeah, I expect that. I would expect that. I know, but for a hernia, I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, you're fucked up for but a what day. But sur- did the surgeon, like, corrob- corroborate that story, though? Like, why? Like, would that happen? Like, did the surgeon say that would happen as well? Would be so- You'd be out for, like, a week? Yeah, who told me? So he told me it's going to be, I should probably get off, take off work the whole week. That's rad. And be, but I'm told my boss today I'll probably just work from home because that's yeah. basically taking off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... He said, "Cause like I everything every way I'm gonna move, I'm, it's gonna hurt my abs. Yeah, because they're, yeah. they're basically there's a hole in my ab. That's the hernia is, mm-hmm. and they have to stitch it together. But because you stitch it together, it gets too tight and it's gonna rip it open again. Uh, they actually put he also like infuses like mesh into it. Oh damn! So the mesh like keeps it together, and it yeah. fades after like, a year. Yeah, but like I said, it's just gonna hurt like really bad." <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's gonna suck. That's it. And I can't. M- might do a week off the pod for that one. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's on a Friday, so it's like I'm getting up doing the pod. Then the next morning, I'm getting surgery. Oh uh, damn! So it's gonna be surgery. Uh, gotcha. The surgery episode. We can do top five surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> Root canal. <laughs> First open heart surgery by doctor, whatever. In eighteen. Brain whatever. surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I top five surgeries are before. <laughs> Top five things to go under the knife or, for. Or if right as soon as I get home and I'm still all doped up on the anesthesia, I just grab the mic and we start recording. <laughs> That'd be funny too. Yeah. Um, but all right, all right, let's talk about sports now. Yeah, let's get into let's it. Let's do anything else. Mm-hmm. We've been tangenting for a while. No, nah, that's good tangents um, though. Yeah, very good tangents. Sometimes it's what the people like. I mean, I feel like the best podcast, best couple podcasts I listen to aren't like informational. They're like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just you know yanking it around. This is BS for a little bit. That's why, mm-hmm. that's why I think we we do a nice little balance of both. Um, but college football, uh, not much changed after this last week because everyone who's supposed to win did win. Um, the top five, four right now is still Georgia one, Ohio State two, 
uh, Michigan three, then TCU four. TCU did not lose to Texas. Um, so they play Baylor this week. I know that. And that's where it's going to be like, it's like the last dicey team for TCU. If they win this, they're pretty much like punch a ticket into the, uh, yeah. Cultural plus, unless they lose in the big 12 championship. I still don't agree with that placement, but, um, but yeah, they're playing that, I think. And then, yeah, they're playing, playing Baylor. You still have Ohio State and Michigan playing like inferior big 10 people. Like Michigan's playing Illinois right now mm-hmm. next week. And Ohio State's going to whoop on uh, Maryland. Um, Tennessee is most likely going to win out. Uh, they are currently sitting at the five spot. Mm. And LSU with two losses is currently sitting in the sixth spot. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. If they can make it a two, two losses, that's insane. Good bounce back for LSU. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Like um, I think it was only like, what, one or two years off without Burrow and that team? Yeah. Dude, and they, now they're back in the top ten. This year they started off like two and two. Yeah, it, didn't they just get Brian Kelly too? As they their did. Coach? In, yeah. in the beginning of the season, they looked really bad. Mm-hmm. They yeah, might have they bounced back. Yeah, and then they kind of turned it on. Like they started playing like the hard that. part of their schedule, and they turned it on. Um, Tennessee's probably still going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if TCU loses these two games or the Big Twelve championship, yeah. Uh, they're not going to be in it because I think they're only in it because they're undefeated. Um, I think there's a potential of where the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, last week could be replaced by Tennessee. Yeah. It's up in the air. I just – I don't know if they'd actually do that, though. I feel like they'd just do that thing where they move TCU up and the losing team goes to four. But if Tennessee, how good Tennessee has been this year, you – It's tough, yeah. It's tough. You, you have to kind of mm-hmm. give Tennessee over them. Uh, I think if TCU loses, though – Tennessee's in, and Ohio State, Michigan stay. Yeah, yeah, and they'll and, do that swap up for Tennessee. And how sweet would it be if the uh, playoffs were Georgia versus Tennessee, Ohio State versus Michigan? Yeah, just rematches. Just, just two conference mm-hmm. rival rematches. Yeah, round two fight. That'd be, be awesome. so cool. That'd be so yeah. cool. I, I don't know if they'll do that. it, though, but yeah. I mean, it just depends on who wins and who loses for that. But mm-hmm. never yeah, know. but they always have a hand in, like, the order, you know? Yeah, I mean, technically, it's supposed to be like they have a hand in it, but it's more of like, oh, who deserves this spot, this spot. They're mm-hmm. more of like into it than just like, oh, this would be a cool matchup. Yeah, I mean, they're not like egregious with it sometimes, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that you can definitely tell that sometimes it's like, should that be the case? Like, kind of like TCU being at four, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, whenever they got that placement. All right, in perfect timing, breaking news for miscellaneous sports. Mm-hmm. Um. Paul Goldschmidt okay. wins the NL MVP over May Machado and Arenado. 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 And uh, Aaron Judge wins AL MVP. Yeah, makes sense. Over uh, Shohei Itani. Yeah, and uh, I'm not a big Yankees guy, but like you, you kind of have to. If you if you have a record year, mm-hmm. you I mean, to honor Shohei that. is just a beast, but he won last year too. Mm, like, yeah. Judge, yeah. It's me help Judge get his contract this summer for sure. Because free agents, free agency is like about to start. Like it's about to pop off. It's getting crazy in the baseball world, man. Yeah, hopefully uh, Aaron Judge isn't a Yankee. That'd be so funny if he comes to the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> what if he signs a what if he signs a um a two year deal? Yeah, whoever he signs with, mm-hmm. just so he's a free agent in twenty twenty five. Wow, and that's when he comes to the Pirates. <laughs> that's how we yeah. Get 
Kills the Pirates because he's all these young guys. Dude, that's all the Pirates need to do is just go out and get like some crazy good player. Like just randomly. And that'll start everything. That's where we need a new owner. This owner will never do that. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, no one's going to want to come to the Pirates because of how bad we are. True. Like with baseball, there's a big like, unless someone just completely outpays the other team, it's more about which team do you want to go to. That's why the big markets are always so good because who doesn't want to go to the Dodgers or Yankees, you know? Yeah, I feel that. We get paid a shit ton of money. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. Miscellaneous sports. Miscellaneous sports presented by what's your buddy's company? Oh, it's my buddy. His last name's Carmenin, and he makes a uh, cider. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, miscellaneous sports presented by Carmen Insider. <laughs> Carmen Insider. I barely know her. <laughs> and for those who don't understand, just keep saying it. Over just and keep, over just again. keep repeating it to yourself. Carmen Insider. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all right, take it over to NBA. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA, and I'm going to do start doing things a little different here out here. I am going to start with power rankings nowadays. You are the master of your domain. Yes, this is my segment. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you can. You have that power. Actually, I'm going to start with players of the week. You should just start with some of the egregious. <laughs> I'm going to start with the deep three. <laughs> I'm going to start with... Misogyny. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No women allowed in the NBA. What do you own the Suns? Ew, oh. racism, misogyny. <laughs> um, whoa. Yeah, that's, that's my AI going off on my Google Home. <laughs> Google Home loves misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're listening. Hey, we hear you. Did you say something you could get canceled stand for? Stand back and stand <laughs> stand ready. Um, no, start with player of the week. Okay. Now, I'm going to do power ratings first because there's a lot of times I put in headlines or injuries. I talk about players and stats and all that stuff. And then when it comes to power rankings, I'm like, yeah, I remember earlier I mentioned this. So instead, I'm just going to talk about it right off the get-go and take I took all those headlines out. And I replaced okay. it with part of the power rankings. So we're going to do that. I'll fuck um, with that. But players of the week, just first to start off from the West, we got Steph Curry. Um, he averaged 38 points, six rebounds. Rebounds. And he shot 64% from the field. Damn. And then from the East, you got Joel Embiid. He had 40 points, 11 yeah. rebounds, and 5.3 assists. Mm-hmm. Um, more on Embiid in a second here. Okay. Let's head over to uh, the power rankings. Is it about stats? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but about this weekend. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no trivia or anything. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. I was just... Because I was going to say, if it wasn't about the stats, I was just going to mention Yeah, that. I have I have all the stats. Gotcha. This weekend's crazy. Um, number one off the top, Celtics. <clears throat> Um, sadly, they're the best team in the league right now. Not only <laughs> do they have the best record, but they also are the number one team in offensive efficiency rating. Wow. And just to put it in perspective, mm-hmm. um, they are like 118 point something for off- offensive efficiency rating. Yeah. The next one is 16 something. And the same difference between one and two is between two and seven. Because they're usually all bunched up together, like mm-hmm. how the ratings are. Having a two point lead is like leaps and bounds better so normally uh, the two point leads are between the top 10 and the rest of the league gotcha but it's not the top 10 and the rest of the league it's 
number one and number two. So mm-hmm. it's uh, even with the interim head coach, the Celtics are just absolutely killing it. Um, Time Lord should be back around Christmas time, so another a couple weeks here. Yeah. Um, their defense hasn't been that great. Their rebound hasn't been great. I've talked about it in the past couple weeks, uh, but their offense is playing well. So as soon as they get Tom Lord back, they'll be fine. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, number two, the Bucks. They were previously number one. Um, the Bucks are still a great team when they are healthy. But last week they were without Chris Middleton. Obviously, he hasn't played yet this year. But they are also out. Drew Holiday, Pat Connington, Grayson Allen, and Wesley Matthews. Oof. Their offensive uh, rating, efficiency rating. Dropped from like a top five team to twenty third oh. in, in a oh. in, in a week. So that's tough. That just shows how much uh, of an impact injury has on them. Yeah, they've um, always been a defensive team, though. Yeah, Giannis is making a great case for MVP again. Like mm-hmm. he's been absolutely on a tear, as expected. Yeah, um, but if you have no one around them, you don't win games. So that's pretty much where the Bucks are right now. They they they're still doing pretty good though. Um, Actually, I'm going to pull up the standings and talk about the standings as we go. I didn't note the standings with it because I always write my power rankings, and then there's games that happen in between me mm-hmm. writing them and me talking about them. So I never want to put the st- uh, standings because of that. But right now, the Celtics are one of the first in the East, are 12-3, and three, and the Bucks are second in the East with 11-3. and three. Um, So they're both really good teams. Uh, next, we've got number three, the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers won four of their last five in the last two weeks. Um it's mainly because of Jeremy Grant, surprisingly. Um, yeah. In the, last, out. in the last five games, he's averaged uh, 25.4 points per game. Yeah. And he's pretty much the reason they're winning. Right now, they're number one in the West. They're 10-4. Um, yeah, it's great. That's a great pickup for the Trailblazers this year. Yeah, him and uh, – yeah, it's – That's all they really needed. It. Yeah, because, like – I mean, it's always been Dame on that team, and just to see like other players developing finally for them, yeah, is a huge thing. I wouldn't be surprised if like they do a Western Conference Finals kind of thing. I wouldn't that either. They've done it in the past, and I think I've I've always thought how Nurkic was is very underrated. He's, mm. he's, when he's healthy, he's good. Yeah, and he's never healthy. And this year, so far, he's been healthy, and he's been on a tear. Mm-hmm. So I think I always thought I, every time I considered like what good players. Uh, the Trailblazers had all those years. I always threw him in the mix, even though he's always hurt because mm-hmm. he's so good when he's healthy. Exactly. And this year's really proven it. Um, all right, number four on my list, I have the Nuggets. They are currently sitting third in the West at nine and five, um, but they have been playing great lately. They are on. They went. They were seven and three in the last ten. So where they started off pretty rocky. Yeah. Um, they really started like catching up with this past the last couple weeks. Mm. Um. Ooh. Watching football. And I was getting distracted. <laughs> Even though we're not talking football yet. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamal the, Murray's been stepping up to the plate. Yeah, I was going to say, the stars from the Nuggets are playing fantastic. I actually have their averages screenshotted mm-hmm. here. Be fun. Yeah, because I, I have I've him and Joker in fantasy, so I've been seeing their stats have been progress, like getting exponentially better and better. Yeah, so right now we have Joker is averaging 20.8 points, 8.9 assists, rebounds 9.5. So he's almost triple-double right mm-hmm. Michael Porter's averaging 18 points and 6.4 rebounds. Yep. Jamal Murray's 16 points, four and three assists, three five rebounds. Mm-hmm. But like we and said last, Porter's at 14 and a half. Highlands at 14. Carvel Pope's at like practically mm-hmm. 12. Like they're they're good players are playing great. And like we said a couple of weeks ago, like Jamal Murray's been like all like already back two weeks ago he was increasing in his average, yeah. and that's just continuing now even today. He's, he's just getting the rust off and he's mm-hmm. being fine. So it's good to see. It's good for the Nuggets because that's kind of what they've been needing 
this past year whenever they didn't have Murray mm-hmm. since the bubble. Um, the one con I'll say about the Nuggets real quick though um, is that they're they're like one of the worst teams defensively right now. Really, That's they, they left 131 to the Celtics. Damn. Which if yeah, I mean it, they they haven't never they've always been more offensive than defense. This current team. But it's like one of those stats mm-hmm. where you see it in, in the, the, how bad they are in defensive ratings. Yeah. That like come playoff time, it's gonna affect how they don't. Do they long still runs. have Aaron Gordon? They he does. They do. And he's not good. He's offensively. Oh, he's an offensive guy. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think I think throughout the year they should start trying to make moves against more defensive role players. To mm-hmm. For sure. Kind of toss in during crunch times and stuff. Um, number five. See, I do. I like doing power rankings first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some good bad. NBA discussion, and then <clears throat> opposed to talk about NBA for like a half hour and then getting burnt out by the time we yeah. do power rankings. Um, number five. I'm gonna go number two in the West. Nine and five. Suns. Um, the Suns started off six and one, but then they dropped four out of the last six. Chris Paul's missed the last few games, but Dwayne. I think it's. I think it's spelled D U A N E. I think it's Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne Washington has stepped up, uh, and he even dropped 21 against the Heat over the weekend. Damn. So it's good for the Suns that I mean, they're in a bad streak right now with Chris Paul being out. Yeah, Dwayne Washington did have a couple good games there for a second. Um, yeah, they're they are starting to turn the ship around a little bit, but they they still had like a really tough like four game losing streak there. Mm-hmm. But it's still early. Like, a lot of these power rankings are very early. Like, a lot of these teams aren't even going to be on the. Like, a lot of teams I think are going to be in the discussion later and still aren't the crack in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually get to like serious like knowledge of what the nba season is going to pan out to mm-hmm. probably around like mid to late december mm-hmm. i'd say and then we kind of know like okay this is who should go to the playoffs and you know there could be a couple like i don't know but for the most part we'll know who's going to get there i agree um another example of what we're just kind of saying is number six the Cavs. Mm-hmm. So the Cavs start off super hot they won eight straight and now they're on a five game losing streak yeah um and it, during that, like the one good thing you could think about during this, I need to check about their fifth loss, which was last night. Um, with the exception of last night, they lost to the Bucks last night. Mm-hmm. With, with that exception, the four games in this losing streak before that were single-digit losses, which is kind of a like good thing if you look at it. not good yeah. thing, but. It's better to be losing close games than losing like, yeah. blowouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and including in one of those games, they had uh, Darius Garland go off for 51. Jeez. So, like, their team's solid, and they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. They're on a little league streak right now, but I still have them at six. They're right now, they're eight and six, and they are uh, fourth in the East. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Next, I have number seven, the Grizzlies. Um. JJJ is back. Really? He came back. He nice. won game so far. His only game, it's not the best stats, but I'll tell you why I like it. Seven points, six boards in 25 minutes. Um, not not a great start. He shot 14 times and only made three shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like how they aren't really easing him into it. Yeah, like 25 true. minutes for not playing all season is kind of a lot to jump right back into, especially a guy with injury mm-hmm. history. And the fact that he in those twenty five minutes he put up fourteen times. Yeah, he's not afraid to shoot, which is like sometimes when people come back from injury, they are, are they cold right away. Mm-hmm. They stop shooting. He's kept trying to shoot through the rust, which I like a lot of the times. Yeah, I agree. Um, because you because the only way to beat the rust is like 
I keep doing it until it comes mm-hmm. um, And I, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I don't like when people are play, start playing bad and they get conservative with it. Yeah. So yeah, I do I like that. how he's shooting it. Um, but of course, whenever he comes back, the Grizzlies lose Deads and Bane for two to three weeks with a toe injury. Oh, that's that tough. Does suck. That, yeah. that sucks for them. You get you get one of their guys back mm-hmm. and lose them and another guy immediately. By the way, they're currently nine and six, sixth in the West. All right. Yeah. So the Grizzlies, I, I like them. They're solid. JJJ. I think they play again tonight. Let's see. Although they play tomorrow. Okay. Against the Thunder. Um. All right. Nice, nice possible bounce back there. I think so too. <clears throat> all right. Number eight, the Jazz. Yeah. Um, so the Jazz are ten and six, fourth in the West. The Jazz are starting to cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Their trio of guards, Colin Sexton, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clarkson, are in a bit of a slump currently. Um, is this the beginning and the end for them? I don't know. Side note, they did just lose Rudy, Rudy Gay, too, for two weeks with a hand injury, mm-hmm. which it's not like you're losing your best player, but it's also yeah. tough on a team full of role players to lose a role player. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's them starting to be done, like kind of like the Magic was last year. All yeah. the other teams that like you know are figuring it out that should have contended earlier, like mm-hmm. they're going to be back, and it's going to be tougher for the Jazz to keep up, especially in the West, who's I agree. a more loaded um, conference. I, I'd argue the East is more loaded. You think? Eh. We'll switch the power. Yeah, let's, get, yeah. let's get that discussion after. This yeah, power. yeah. Number nine, we have the Hawks. Um, Deontay Murray and Trey Young have been an insane duo so far this season. On the, in their season opener, which I didn't mention uh, before, but they became the first teammates to ever have 20 points and 10 assists each. Okay. It's crazy. And they really haven't yeah. slowed down since. Like, I'm pretty sure this past week, days went off uh, yeah. against a bunch of teams. Fuck the Hawks. I hate the Hawks. But they are currently sitting third in the East, nine and six. Okay. Um, yeah. Then finally, number 10, I have the Sixers. Um, so the Sixers are sitting ninth in the East, seven and seven. Mm-hmm. But the reason I included them in my ten is just because they have been playing a lot better recently. They mm-hmm. still are without James Harden, uh, so that will get better. But mainly, I put them at number ten because Joel Embiid's back. Um, and like by by back, he's still playing. He's just back. Um, yeah. He had an historic night on Sunday versus the Jazz. He had fifty nine points, which is a season high. Twelve rebounds, eight assists, and seven blocks. No one has had such an insane stat line ever. And fun fact, if you lower his points to 50, rebounds to 10, and assists and blocks to 5, he'd still be the only one who ever performed that high even. Wow. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so you can take game. away from their stats, and it would still be historic. Mm-hmm. But he's good way better than what you yeah. would lower to and still be historic. I, I saw it was funny because uh, it was, like, towards the end of the game, and uh, Embiid had the ball. And Tyrese Maxey, I think it was, was trying to yeah. clear the path for him. Like, dude, go for 60. And, like, he just didn't do it. He just said, fuck it. And that, I mean, that's, that's kind of sick. I mm-hmm. like that. So that was Sunday. On Saturday versus the Hawks, I'm pulling up his stat line because I appreciate it. Same game, too. He had uh, 42 points, 6 assists, and 10 rebounds. That's nice. kind of crazy, too. Yeah. So that one weekend, he had uh, 99 points. Unless he played Friday, too. No, so over that weekend they had, no, not ninety nine. He had uh, one hundred one. <laughs> In two games he had one hundred and one points. Christ. Dude, that's insane. That's nuts. I know. Um, but he's definitely back. 
I think he started to make his way back into the MVP conversation. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. He had a, he had yeah. a, kind of a, a cold start. He kind of stumbled out the gate there, but mm-hmm. he definitely is back in the conversation. So that's yeah. good, especially because I have money on him. Um, but I yeah, go back to our little discussion. thing you said East and West. Yeah, I mean, isn't Sacramento like playing pretty well recently? Yeah, the Kings are seven and six right now. So like that's adding to the mix too. We didn't expect fully, but like anticipated to be better. Um, how are Timberwolves holding up? They're seven and eight. Okay, I I feel like they'll improve. See, I think I think you have the who who are the go bottom up. Tell me some teams from the West. Or yeah, East? West, West. So real quick, I would make I'll make I'll say this, then I'll do my point. Mm-hmm. Um. The Rockets are three and twelve. Lakers are three and ten. Mm-hmm. Spurs are six and nine. Warriors are six and nine. Thunder are seven and eight. Timberwolves are seven and eight. Clippers are eight and seven. Kings are seven and six. Mavericks eight and yeah, six. Like, nine and six is the Grizzlies. Nine and six. Pelicans ten and six. Jazz Nuggets nine and five. Suns, I think I think five. the Jazz have a chance to fall down immensely. But then everybody else, like aside from the Lakers and uh, Rockets, I mean, I think they can be like bubble team playoff or contender see my thing the thing with the east is mm-hmm. we have a lot of the teams who should be good they're playing bad right now yeah the bottom. so you got the nets in the 12th in the east yeah bulls 11th heat 10th sixers 9th mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. teams that will get it figured out yeah they will move up they will but then you will also have the teams like the Cavs and the hawks and the raptors True. playing really good right now mm-hmm. and are also good teams so it's yeah. kind of like I think the playoffs when you when it's all said and done, you look at the playoffs, um, like the playing games. You're gonna have teams mm-hmm. in the playing games like, wow, if this team gets on a run, they can win the title. Yeah. But from the West, your players, the people in the playing games are done. Honestly, the NBA is at a very good point right now because I feel like there's no like, quote unquote, super team. Really? No, I think I think all like the everybody, teams are good teams. everybody's pretty well rounded around across the board. I agree. It's kind of every anyone's game, honestly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, except for like you know the Rockets and fuckers like that. Oh yeah. Um, like I mean, even though it's the Lakers, and we joke about the Lakers, but theoretically, they could just turn around at any moment. You they, know? Yeah, yeah, they're good. I mean, the Thunder, where the Thunder sitting in the West, SGA is having himself an insane year. Yeah, SGA is amazing, and yeah, they're they're seven and eight. But you have like, Giddy, who's an up and coming young star. Yeah, um, let's see here. SGA had an insane night last night. Um, forty two points. Yeah, great. Uh, pull, pull all the stats for this year. <laughs> uh, so he had forty two points before that. He had thirty seven. The game before that, he had thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, like he's insane right now. <clears throat> but the Thunder are not going to do anything. They're trash. Yeah, those they'll, they'll start to go down a little bit. But I think they're easily a bubble team. One thing too that I'm kind of been thinking about lately. Um, I don't good because I'm not even in my headlines yet. We're good NBA discussion. I think uh, give it a couple more years. That it's the perfect time to have an expansion draft. There's so much talent in the NBA. Yeah. Even like these yeah. like teams are like you're saying there's no super teams, but there's like mm-hmm. because there's a lot of good role players. Yeah. Like most times when expansion teams come around, they they suck. I think if you have an expansion team the next couple of years, because the there's talent in basketball keeps getting better and better as you go. Yeah. So even bench players could be really good on a, like a starting lineup if you had to put them there. Mm-hmm. So I think like give it three or four True. years. The NBA is talking about expansion. I think those expansion teams won't be that bad. Yeah, it's, they well, won't have any superstars, but they'll be like yeah, but the they'll Thunder have a great, now. They'll, they'll give a lot of good opportunities to players who have proven themselves with superstars yeah. and, and need at, to take the next step. Even look at all the shitty teams out there, like mm-hmm. the Pistons right now, the Rockets, the Magic. They all have really good players on that yeah. team. 
Mm-hmm. Like Jaden Ivey's playing great for the Pistons. Obviously, Kate Cunningham's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadiq Bay's still pretty good. Yep. Paolo Bancaro's been absolutely killing it when he's not hurt for the Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suggs. Franz Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, same with yeah, Jalen Suggs from the Rockets. I feel like Kevin Porter Jr. has been playing pretty good the last mm-hmm. like couple weeks. And uh, Jalen Green's always – he's definitely going to be good solid. Isn't they, House on there too? Daniel House. Daniel House, yeah. yeah. They have that one European guy, can't pronounce his name, is a center. Mm, it's like Sagan or something like that. I forget. Sagan. Yeah, it's like Tyler Sagan. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the power rankings, which I do like doing that first because it's kind of just like. Yeah, I do like that. It's kind too. of a free swim for talking <coughs> NBA. Yeah. Like, we're not, there's no structure to hit. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But now, with that being said, let's take it into headlines. First, um, the only injury I have to a player that's not top 10 that's noteworthy is Lamella Ball. Missed the entire beginning of the season with an ankle injury. Yeah. It was the first thir- 13 games. He came back, and on the third game back, he stepped on a foot of a fan who's sitting courtside and <sighs> rolled his ankle. Now he's out again for the same ankle injury. Damn. The same ankle. He he's had a really bad ankle injury. Banned the fan. Took two, three weeks off because of it. Came back after the third game, rolled his ankle, the same ankle, and he's going to be out for another two, three weeks probably. Yeah, ban the fan. Yeah. No, yeah, honestly. Got to get rid out. of him. Kick him out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, G-Baby in our fantasy basketball today has, I think he has uh, LaMelo. Yeah. And he just said, dude, what's with big baller brand? Like, weak <laughs> ankles. These guys, these eight guys' ankles. Stink. Yeah, somebody's got to get LeVar Ball on a podcast and be like, hey, what's up with your ankles, man? You're getting some bad genes out here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, all right, headlines. I only have three, and two of them are about the Nets. Okay. Then fast forward to the uh, deep three. There's another one about the Nets. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's save the Nets for the end of the headlines, beginning of the deep three. All right, well, fine. Just go all Nets, you know. Fine, all in a row. Um, but they're all about three different people from the Nets, too, so that's perfect. All right, cool. Um, all right, then the only headlines not Nets-related is uh, the Heat are currently looking for new naming rights of their for their arena. Yeah. Um, that was FTX Arena. Yeah. If, I don't 100% know what happened, so I can't really explain it too well, but FTX was a cryptocurrency like provider, blockchain. I don't know what – I really don't know crypto stuff. But yeah, their company doing it, turns out what they were doing to try to get like their thing more valuable when people invest with them, they use that money and bought more of their coins to make it look like there's a lot more. So it's basically a Ponzi scheme. You're using yeah. investors' money to mm. make your things look better. And um, the rival company from FTX thought they were doing that. So he he's like a billionaire too. So he's bought up so much of their coin to the point where it doesn't make sense. Where like, I, I'm pretty sure it's, he bought so much coin that it made the company go bankrupt because all their money invested went right into the coins. Wow! Because if you had most of the coins, the company had to file Damn. Damn. So FTX is no longer a thing. Um, people like Larry David, who was in a commercial for them, is getting like a civil lawsuit because like for promoting a. I did a see this. Okay, game. okay, yeah. Um, Tom Brady invested with him and lost a shit ton of money. So <laughs> on top of the divorce, he lost and, a bunch of money. And that guy that he gave the Bitcoin share to. Yeah, well, Bitcoin is down anyway. Uh, okay, okay. I didn't know if that was relating. No, because I think he's just an investor in the company. Oh, gotcha. Okay. He, he invested in the company, and now the company went under. So I was like, how funny would be if he gave that guy like that fan a share of, of that XT- stock? Yeah, XT- yeah, that'd be so funny. <laughs> That guy's fucked now. Like, hey, man, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I'm saying all this is because after all the partnerships and stuff like that, they also had the naming rights for the Miami Heat Arena. Mm-hmm. And Miami Heat, since they are no longer a company, and they kind of were scumbags, Miami Heat are is changing the name from XTX Arena 
the whatever whoever is the highest bidder. And this is the third time in my Heat fandom that I can remember that uh, another competitor for the naming rights is Bang Bros. <laughs> so the last before FTX got it, the porn company Bang Bros tried to get it, and they got outbid by FTX. Apparently, they like it's not that expensive. It's like ten mil. Damn, oh man! And, and they have the money. Like they they're saying oh, they're gonna dude. go for it again, <laughs> but they'll the Heat will never pick it. But I love anytime the Heat arena is up for grabs. Bang Bros always tries to get it. Is, that, is it based out of Miami? I have no idea. I don't watch that, but I'm pretty sure like the yeah. Bang Bros have like the Bang Bus that goes around town. I think uh, it's, it's in I Miami. Think it, I think it goes around Miami and just picks up like stars. <laughs> they just go around. around the stadium like picking up tailgaters yeah. and shit. But the Bang Bros, you said you saw a couple <laughs> memes about it. Like, oh, I just like, love how every every couple changes, years it changes the game of the whiteouts. I've seen like yeah. backdoor entrance only. Um, and then like if they name it the Bang Bros Center, you'd be like, hey, we're going down to the BBC. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> If we, oh, I, I said to you too, like, well, if we have an insane home record after changing the name, so it's like you come to South Beach and get fucked in the Bang Bros <laughs> Center, beat in the BBC. Uh, that's so funny. They just got to do it. Yeah. Just well, do it. They need to find, like, you know, how, like Seattle has like the 12th man. Mm-hmm. We need to find one for like BBC, for the Bang Bros. It's like the, they like show like on the Jumbotron, like the 12th man. And it's like that picture of that fucking like. Little blonde and all the black guys behind her. Oh, wow. <laughs> what he but just, you just put like the logo of the opposing team on the blonde girl. Yeah. Is it, what, what, what if the Heat just do every time they win? That'd be sick. If they go full oh, embrace man. it, it'd be sick. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be hilarious. Just make it happen. Just, yeah. I'm gonna that kind of comedy. It. I'll root for it. That This is like something that like deals with my team that like I would think is hilarious. <laughs> If this happened with the Steelers, I'd be pissed. It's like disgracing the black and gold. <laughs> but Miami, I, it's, uh, I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, it's it's very a Florida thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah. very Miami thing. Yeah. You know, it's very funny. Just make it happen. Yeah. I got, I'm all for it for the heat. <coughs> Jimmy Butler would love it. Yeah, he would. He, he'd meme the fuck out of it. Um, all right. Let's get in the Nets talk. Quick Nets talk. First, real quick, it looks like Kyrie <clears throat> could be back Sunday. He's doing everything Wait, on his well, list. We said it for 10. I said 10 days. What day ten are we? Days or at? ten games? Ten games, maybe. Because yeah, because days. I, I think I said days, going. and I was like, actually, games. Yeah, let's look how many games. I think it might just be the five. Gotcha. But I think it might be more. If it's I ten mean, days, I'm gonna be pissing myself for backtracking on that. Uh, I don't know. Whenever it started, like we actually it might be ten games because this started. We were recording when we talked about it last, and that was two weeks ago. Let's just look at. I'm going to go to fantasy and look at his game log <laughs> and see what the last time he played was. Yeah. Because I'm playing Kyrie in fantasy right now. There you go. There you go. So I know where to find him. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving. So he like apo- he's apologizing? Or? He's at everything on his list, yeah. Uh, <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Damn. Sunday would be the ninth. Oh, game. fuck, man. I was so close. But if he doesn't play, he can come back Sunday. True, true. That's true. He can't come back. He has everything done. He can't come back. He might not come back yet. What a scumbag. If he doesn't, then <laughs> then you'd be dead on at the time. I, I mean, the list was a bit ridiculous, but like at the same time, like all you had to do not, was... The list wouldn't even be necessary if he exactly. just gave a genuine apology. Exactly. Like, I don't think the list does anything. It just like kind of puts him in a timeout, and it's like, like you're not going to change the man's thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It is very juvenile to be have to be told by your ownership, hey... 
Yeah. Apologize for saying the Holocaust <laughs> isn't real. But it's just as or, ridiculous that like you go to Kyrie, it's like, hey, can you just like tell the world you're not anti-Semitic? And he's like, no, can't no. do that. Absolutely not. It's like the magic con show. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the next uh, headline, it's not deep three just yet. It could have been an and one, but there's not really a question about it. It's more of a, it's like a longer headline. Mm-hmm. KD explains why he requested his trade. Quote, it wasn't difficult at, the, at all to request a trade because it was all about ball. I went, I went to them and was like, yo, I don't like how we are preparing. Uh, I don't like shoot-arounds. I like practices. I need more practices. I want to work on more shit. Hold me accountable. Get my ass to, in film if that's going to help me get everybody else's in that. Like, ugh. Get my ass in film if that's going to help you get on everybody else's head. Uh, I want to do more closeouts. I want to work more on shell drills at practice. Um, basically, he's saying that he had to go to Steve Nash and say, we're not preparing. We're just shooting around. Like mm-hmm. We need to do this. We need to do that. You need to motivate us to do this. You need to motivate us to do that. And he just wasn't doing it. So like that's <laughs> why he requested that. the trade. He's like, we're not going to get better. And I'm looking at it. And I'm saying we have to get better. And the coaches aren't doing yeah. anything that I'm suggesting. But now he's saying... Um, Jock Vaughn, who took it took over. They're four and four since they took over, but Katie's saying already it's been an insane improvement. Okay. Um, like, hey, we're actually practicing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I could see Steve Nash kind of doing that for practices, I could also see that he tried to do the the former, but then Katie and Kyrie and, and Benson Harden at the time, probably. and we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. And he was like, okay, well, if you guys aren't going to do anything, like we'll just shoot around then. Like, yeah. And then it led to this. Was like, why are we doing shoot like more? It's like, well, you fucking just sat on the bench and just you were didn't staging the locker room whenever yeah. I said get on. The- well, we're wrestlers oh, were doing the drills. Kyrie was staging the locker room, and you were <laughs> tweeting from a burner, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 this made me think of too. Whenever uh, the reverse, oh, Aaron Jones fumble, they got it. Um, but I was thinking about how uh, in rugby we never had a coach, so like the older guys that played the most experience would be kind of like a coach. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of way like an assistant coach. Yeah. And every Friday, whenever someone wanted, because we have game Saturdays, so when people wanted to do some running and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've just can we do beer practice? I always get a push for beer practice. Like where <laughs> we would do, we'd all have a beer and we just walk through some simulated plays yeah. and then just everyone take turns kicking field goals. <laughs> and like, and like back whenever I was a freshman, we did that all the time. That'd be fun. Yeah. But then whenever we had more, got more serious and better, mm-hmm. I was like, no, we have to do this. We have to do this. Like, we we got to be serious. I'm like, dude, why can't we just drink? I, everyone's from the cage. Like, why can't I just <laughs> drink a natty while we do our walkthrough? Like we're not doing anything. And sometimes I would do it without everyone else doing it because no, none of like the other like captains would like tell me what to do. So I would just be like, I'm just going to – you guys can run. I'm just going to sit over here and drink a natty until it's my time. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but all right, let's go to the deep three and wrap things up. Um, let's go from the, uh, the Nets. Let's stick with the Nets. Surprise, surprise. The Nets coaches and players are frustrated with Ben Simmons' performance and availability thus far. I mean, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> I mean – uh, so far, he's missed f- he's missed uh, five out of fifteen games, yeah. and he only averages five point eight points, six point one rebounds, five point six assists, and one point one steals in twenty six minutes per game. Um, yeah, apparently teammates, uh, coaches are like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you got to be more available. You got to do this. You got to be better. All this stuff. 
And he's kind of saying, like, I don't, I don't see an issue over there. What's going on? <laughs> I don't um, see what the problem is. <laughs> I, I don't see what's going on here. Um, what a piece but, of shit. So the question with this deep three is if you're in the Nets and you're in the situation, do you A, just like, fuck, we made a bad choice trying to get Ben Simmons. We've got the weather, the storm here. Mm-hmm. B, try to make a trade even though it's not probably going to happen or you're going to have to get Snickle for it in return. Even though you just gave up a decent bit for him. Not really a decent bit. Yeah. They they did a good part of the deal. Uh, or C, just strip, cut him. Warn him. It doesn't get better. You got done and just strip, cut him. You might have you might have some salary and some dead cap with, involved with that, but then you don't have to worry about him anymore. I think he cut him. Yeah. I think he cut him. I mean, I, unless you get a favorable trade. Maybe wait until like the trade talks start you know, mm-hmm. and see what you can get. But if you're not getting anything of value, really... Just cut them. I just think, cut your losses. I think you do. I think you do the type of trade uh, that. I think you do the type of trade where you just do it to offload uh, cap. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like that's what I mean. That'd be value for the uh, Nets because so. you can't. If you cut them, you're gonna have dead cap. If you keep them, you're just gonna have so much cap space used on someone who sucks. Mm-hmm. Or you can. Just try to trade him for like, here take Ben Simmons. We'll take your second round pick in two years, but you trade him to like a team like the Pistons or the Rockets, mm-hmm. who have cap space available. I feel that. I feel. I, that. I think that's if that's if I'm the Nets, that's what I do. Gotcha. Um, and hell, I mean, he's not playing great, but he's on a really shitty team. Maybe he plays better. True. True. Yeah. I mean, some some like lower rate team might like want to just take him. Mm-hmm. Just for fuck it and get some picks out of it or something, but if you like, I said if you can't get anything of value, I think it's just funny as shit, and also kind of just sets the tone. Like we're just cutting you, dude. Like we're done. You're just done like here. the NBA is just kind of done with you at this point. Yeah, it's catching the money you have. Mm-hmm. Go back to Australia and retire. Yeah, but these greedy fucks won't do that. So if you if you're like Ben Simmons at this point, you made so much money already. I'd retire. But, like, you can retire by, like, going to Australia and just dominating. In the yeah, Australia yeah, 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 yeah. I'd retire from the NBA, I should say. Yeah. Not from basketball. Yeah, I'd go I'd go play somewhere else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for just the cost of living, essentially, and you have the millions you made in the NBA for everything else. Yeah, exactly. Like, that'd be sick. Um, all right, next we have – we'll kind of stick in the same kind of sentiment here. Um, the Warriors are sending James Wiseman down to the G League. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, he's this season, he's averaged 6.8 points, 3.8 rebounds, and an assist in 13.4 minutes across 11 games. Um, Wiseman doesn't see this as a demotion, but more of a chance <laughs> to get some work in. Um, Wiseman was drafted second overall, and he's only played 50 games so far in his career, missed all of last year, and he averaged 10.5 points per game, 5.4 rebounds. Is it too early because of injuries to call him a bust? He's played 50 games total. That's it. And he missed last season, played 39 games the season before, and 11 this season. I think it's too early at this point to say bust. But I think next year, if he's still in the G League, bust. So my thing is, he's been going up and down the G League after every injury, pretty much. He's like, mm-hmm. he has in the G League, which is yeah. not uncommon. But he was a guy that people thought was gonna make an impact off the jump. Yeah, and he absolutely has not. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm starting to think 
he might be kind of a bust because people just because not that he won't be a great role player, whatever people thought. He yeah, it'll be an off the bench guy right off the cusp and be like a game changer, which that's obviously not. So I think he's a bust for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. I definitely don't think he's going to be like an Anthony Bennett. Like the strip not heard of him. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I think he'll, more, he'll be like a um, I think there's potential to be, though. I, I, yeah, there's definitely still potential. I mean, the writing's on the wall, but I, I think next year, if he's still like kind of in the G League consistently, mm-hmm. yeah, bust. I think he'll be a never be an All Star, but he will also not be like might win a champion like as a role player. Yeah, he'll still make a lot of money in the league. Mm-hmm. Like he'll yeah, he'll get his due. I maybe maybe like a Christian Wood type, like great value Christian Wood. Yeah, or a. Because I think Christian Wood still has some. Christian Wood's still kind of young. Mm-hmm. Still be good. Still kind of good. I'm not hating on Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of me saying Wiseman still be good. Yeah, but Christian Wood's never gonna be an All Star. Mm-hmm. And Wiseman's supposed to be like the best center in the league. Yeah, it's tough in the NBA currently mm-hmm. to be like upper echelon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all right, and finally the last deep three in the last NBA headline. Unless you have something to add after, um, on the Sergi Baca podcast. Giannis says that he doesn't think he's one of the faces of the league after Ibaka referred to him as so. Quote, I feel like I'm one of the faces in the league. LeBron is LeBron's LeBron. LeBron is LeBron's still playing. Steph just won a championship. KD is hooping. Embiid's killing it. Joker's back-to-back MVP. Luka's magic. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are the face of NBA. Now, with, after you all said this, do you agree with him where there isn't one singular face of the league? Yeah, I agree. Or do you think Giannis is the face of the league and he's just being humble? Um, a little bit, but I, th- I think he is one of the faces of the league, and I think there's many faces of the league. Like I, was just, like I was just saying, like there's, there's, too, there's so many good players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And like the MVP race, like we have no idea. Like it could be, it could be Embiid. It could be Luka. It could be Giannis. Giannis. Joker. Like, Joker. Like... Four people right off the cusp, and I feel like if you look at the Vegas odds, it's pretty close, like, overall. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he's trying to stay humble. He's always kind of, like, played that guy where, you know, he's like, oh, I'm humble. Like, you know, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm the best in the world kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I think See, there's many faces. I agree with that, but I also think not really. The same thing. I think it, mm-hmm. I think the discussion where Giannis and Luca and – all these Joker. I think that's the face of the league, like in a couple of years. Yeah, I I'd still say LeBron's still the face in the league. Yeah, you true. go overseas and say NBA, like yeah. oh LeBron James. True, true. Like when you think about other people in the, mm-hmm. in the round there. Yeah. Um. So I think <clears> until <throat> LeBron leaves, then we won't have another face of the league. Yeah, I I can see that point because KD has his moments where he's like he's the face of the league. Steph did too. I my mentality was more America central. America's centric. America centric. We do got. I I definitely think, just in the U.S. Yes, there are many faces. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Oh, if you look at the global span. The Once NBA you cross the Atlantic, NBA, it's LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. LeBron. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone knows other teams and other players. Yeah. Like yeah. Luca's huge in the Baltics. Like. <clears throat> yeah, wherever your territory. But or everyone knows yeah. LeBron. LeBron is one of the most famous athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I but I definitely agree. I think Luca's. Luka, Giannis, Joker, and Beat even, or like mm-hmm. that generation of next faces. Yeah, I agree. Where Katie and Steph, I think, are in this, the generation above them as faces. Mm-hmm. 
There's there's like it's just there's KD generations stuff, though. Yeah, there's generations of it. Kawhi was before he got hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. And Dude, load Kawhi's management. Like, yeah, yeah, because Kawhi hasn't played forever. <laughs> He's still amazing. He just hasn't. He hasn't played at all. Is he? Yeah, he does kill it when he plays. It's so weird to me because, like, I don't know. It's like he won his title and he was like, all right, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Give me my money. If I play, I'll kill it for you, but mm-hmm. take it in easy. It's more just BSing about NBA real quick. I, so I've been listening to the Pat Bev podcast a lot. Because, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of clips from it. Yeah, because I, I always hated Pat Bev. Now I'm really liking him because <laughs> when you sit down and you hear him talk, it's like, yeah, he's, he's so real. funny and he's he's real. Mm-hmm. And when he's doing all these like dickhead shit he does, yeah, he on the podcast is oh man, it's all love. Like me and that me and that guy are boys. I just when I get a, I get petted, I get in a weird like mode. Mm-hmm. But um, they're talking about Kawhi because Portnoy is on. And he's like, how weird is yeah. Kawhi? <laughs> like, like honestly, you play with Kawhi. How weird is he? Mm-hmm. And he said he if you're in a room with Kawhi, like well, so Dave said it like. Is if someone you're hanging out with the boys and Kawhi's there and someone makes a joke, does he like laugh or is he just stone cold face it? And Pat Beverly said Kawhi's the one telling the jokes. <laughs> he's the one getting the room to laugh. That's great. Which I just can't see. Yeah. But he's like Kawhi's just like the the like the, the clown. And today's NBA. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. And just stay quiet for the media. Oh yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what. That's what. Another thing. thing Pat Beverly said. He's he hates talking to reporters. Yeah. I would. So too. so he. That's why he seems all weird because he just doesn't like do do interviews. That's smart. That's and, smart. Um, then they brought. The I now like him. Kawhi a lot more now. Yeah. Then they brought, but this maybe like him a little less. I think Pat Bever might be like uh, helping him. I guess not like covering for him. Yeah. But remember that clip of him? What it do, baby? As he's rolling up the blunt. Apparently, <laughs> he wasn't rolling up a blunt. He wasn't. No. Okay. Kawhi. Uh, Pat Bev said it really did look like he's rolling a blunt in the back <laughs> of the car, but he was just sitting there playing with something. Yeah. Like fidgeting with like a uh, like streamer oh, from that's the parade. Tough. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that would be so much better if he was just rolling, rolling up a blunt. Yeah, like, hey, what it do, him, baby? Search a block and smoke. What it do, baby? <laughs> like that. That's so. I, I've st- I'm gonna yeah. pretend like I didn't hear that, and he's just he rolled up a blunt. But like before, you'd always see those pictures, like kind of like you know what table you sitting at, and it's like Kawhi and somebody else, like in the NBA. I would never pick the Kawhi table. Now, after hearing that, like I would probably pick the Kawhi table. And I also, I love, I remember whenever we found out about board man gets paid. Yeah. That was amazing. I love that. <laughs> the fact that he just, like, his shit talking was like, I'm board man. Board man gets paid. Ain't never get to rebound. It's so funny. I love that. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add to the NBA? Um, let's go next. How next do him? Probably bad. Probably Let's bad. Let's see how they I, I saw a funny meme. It was like uh, how Knicks fans treat Julius Randle, and it was the race with uh, Gary the Snail and Rocky. Okay. And it was you and know. it was like SpongeBob just laying into Julius Randle, like you got to get out there and do it. <laughs> and you just see Knicks fans with RJ Barrett. It's like it's okay. You'll do it when you feel <laughs> like it. And I was like, that's very true. Very true. We do um, slam like RJ, or Julius Randle. <laughs> but R- RJ. RJ, it's like, ah, he's doing good. He's doing good. He'll get there. <laughs> RJ. Uh, right now, the Knicks are ahead of the Heat. Ooh. Well, yeah, no. So the Knicks are eight and the Heat are uh, nine. I ten. Or ten. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Take it back over to NFL. Talking dirty. 
All right, and let's get into it. NFL leading off here with Thursday Night Football. Uh, we're currently watching the Packers versus Titans. A little sneak preview. We did take Packers in this matchup. However, the Titans are up 7-6. to six. They're in the red zone in the uh, second quarter, five minutes left. Um, Tannehill takes it back, shoots it out to who the heck is that? I don't know. There's not many receivers on the Titans. Traylon Burks? No. He gets almost first down. They're like uh, first and goal here. All right. And it looks like the Titans might get another score here. It is fourth and one right now at the goal line. Um, but, yeah, so we both took the Packers. So we'll see how that one plays out. Let's look at week 10, though. We'll start off with the recap. Um, so for we already covered the Thursday night football game last week. So we'll look at the German game, the Munich, night foot, Munich morning football, I called it, MMF. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the Buccaneers versus the Seahawks. Uh, we both took the Seahawks. However, the Buccaneers won 21 to 16. Um, so tough look. I was pulling for the Seahawks. I don't know. We'll see how that one plays out in the future. Big win for the Bucs, though. Um, that Tom Brady play was funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. He went out for his pass and he slipped and fell. Yeah. Like, why are we sending Tom Brady on a passing play? And I think he even sent out a tweet after, like, jokingly, like, if I didn't trip and fall, it would have been six. Yeah, he did. The other way. He did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so taking it over to the Sunday One games. thing about Tom Brady is he always knows, like, He's good. He, he's he good. plays he's, it well. After he's good that. at Twitter. Yeah, he's a good sport. He's he's good. He's good at social media. Um, take it over the one p.m. games on Sunday. Uh, first up, we had the Lions versus the Bears. Uh, really good game here. The Lions did pull out a victory in the end, thirty-one to thirty. Uh, we both had the Bears, so we both missed that point. However, Justin Fields did ball out. I believe he had one hundred and forty-seven yards rushing with two scores. So Justin Fields is looking nice right now. I mean, Bears fans are very excited about this player. Um, the just after the last couple weeks, is he the best quarterback in that draft class? Yeah, I think currently, yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't Trey Lance well. has been hurt. Trevor Lawrence hasn't really done much. He's had moments, but like nothing great. Mm. And Zach Wilson is like throwing the ball away all the time, <laughs> or scared to throw the ball away, so yeah. he makes bad plays. And Mac Jones. Yeah, then Mac Jones, who's like he might not even be the best quarterback on his team. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't believe in Bailey Zappi. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's take it over to the next game here. We got the Dolphins versus the Browns. Uh, we both picked the Dolphins, and they absolutely kicked the shit out of the Browns. 39-17 to uh, to add another amazing game. Next up, we have the Titans versus the Broncos in a real kind of shitstorm battle. <laughs> Titans won 17-10. We both had the Titans. Both got that point. Then uh, game of the week right here, which I'm sure we'll talk more about later, but we have the Vikings versus the Bills. Uh, the Vikings actually won in overtime, 33-30. to 30. Uh, We both had the Bill, or You had the Bills, I had the Vikings, so I did get that point crazily. I did not expect that. <laughs> which one? Sorry. Vikings-Bills. Oh, that? Yeah, we'll get, I'll get into the ending a little bit later, but that, that was a shit ending. Yeah. Then we have the uh, Houston spread of the week, the Giants versus the Texans. The Giants won 24-16. to 16. Uh, we both got one point. Nobody got the bonus because we did push. Mm-hmm. Crazy. First push of the year because um, we had the, the spread at eight. Uh, next up, we had the Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Uh, we both had the Chiefs. Both got that point, and the Chiefs won 27-17. Uh, pretty expected game right there. And then, and then uh, moving into the end of the 1 o'clocks here, we had the Steelers versus Saints, the Battles of the Black and Gold. Uh, Steelers won 20-10. Here we go. 
Steelers. Here we, Here we go. go. Pittsburgh's got the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, TJ Watt's back, and boy, it's have, good to have him back, man. Then we had the uh, Colts versus the Raiders. Uh, another fraud game here. Raiders won with Jeff Saturday starting as the coach for the first game, and we had Colts win 25-20. Um, Jonathan Taylor kind of had a bounce-back game as well. Uh, we – wait, where was that game? Oh, you had the Raiders. I had the Colts, so I got that point. Then uh, next 4 o'clock game, we had the Rams versus the Cardinals. Surprisingly, Cardinals won this one, 27-17, even though Kyler Murray did not play. Um, so you picked the Cardinals. I picked the Rams, so you got that point. Then uh, we had Packers versus Cowboys. In overtime, the Packers won 31-28. to uh, We both had the Cowboys. Both missed that point. Sunday Night Football, we had the Chargers versus the 49ers. We both had the 49ers and got that point because the 49ers won 22-16. And last but not least, Monday Night Football, in a surprising turn of events, the Eagles are now defeated. The Commanders won 32-21 in a surprising effort. Some say questionable by the refs, but... Yeah, so I missed the ending of that game. What happened? So essentially, I mean, there's a bunch of like plays that you could say were bullshit. Um, there was like a, like a faux pass interference. Um, but the big one that are upsetting people is that... Heineke had the ball in a, I think it was a third down or fourth down situation. And instead of like throwing it or throwing it away, he just like kind of went down on the ground as one of the, the Eagles was coming up to hit him and he got hit on the ground. So they called roughing the passer and that gave the commanders a first down and a lock for the win. So it's kind of bullshit, but was the final score again? 32 to 21. So more than one score. Well, it it led to another commander's score. Oh. So it was, I think, 26 to 21 or 25 to 21, something like that. And if the Eagles got the ball back there, they would have a chance to go down and score and win the game. So that's where everybody's like raising hell. Personally, though, I mean, if I'm an Eagles fan, I wouldn't be detrimentally upset with this just because like. I'd rather take a loss in the regular season. I know it's tough to lose that first game, but like it's tough to go into the playoffs undefeated because there's that whole stigma against you. And the fraud talks were already starting with like the Eagles are like not a great undefeated team, yada, 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 which, you know, if you're undefeated, you're undefeated. You can't really pull away from that. Um, but I just think I if, if I'm going to the playoffs and I do think my team is fraudulent at times or, or shouldn't be deserving of the undefeated record, I'd like to win that game before going into the playoffs because the Super Bowl is better than an undefeated record. I agree. And just to go off that, I'm pretty sure A.J. Brown said something just like that. He said he said that he wanted to uh, – it, it's great that the undefeated stick was off of him. No, precisely. I agree completely. Um, but with that, though, that brings our total on the score to 92-91 in favor of you. So it is tight now. Yeah. Um, I also just want to mention that last game real quick. Uh, Taylor Heineke after the game. You see it? Yeah, he put his zin in or something like that. No, he no, uh, on the plane back he pulled a Kirk Cousins. They decked oh, him out. Yeah. Which um, someone on the Vikings posted like y'all are just copying us. But the uh, but what I thought was cool about Heineke was he's like drinking. He just literally just had uh, he had all the chains on stuff. But he, before they iced them all out, you could tell he was just sitting there by himself. He had a trash can with a liner in it full of ice and bush light. That's great. That's great. Yeah. But 
to to the commander's defense, the Eagles kind of jacked it from Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Vikings did. Or the or yeah, the Vikings did, my bad. Yeah. The like Vikings Yeah, yeah, wearing the Deshaun Jackson threads. Um but all right, well let's get into the injury report. Um a lot of injuries here. I th- I have a theory, I think once the cold weather starts coming in, I think injuries start piling up more and more. Um so we got for Sunday, uh, the Rams are playing the Saints, and both Matt Stafford and Andy Dalton are expected to play on Sunday. Um, then Hollywood Brown returned to Cardinals practice on Wednesday. There is a chance he plays on Monday Night Football this week. Then Bears running back Khalil Herbert is placed on IR due to a hip injury. He will miss at least four weeks. So a big opening for David Montgomery. I know he's a big target in fantasy trades nowadays. At least I, at least I hear. <laughs> that's, that's an inside joke because some – fucking smuck is trying to sell us David Montgomery constantly in our fantasy league. Um, next up, Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard will need knee surgery and will miss the remainder of the season. Not the Colts were doing anything great as it was, but this is definitely a huge hit to them and detrimental for the season. Uh, and then the biggest one of the week, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is going to IR after a high ankle sprain. The Rams are optimistic that he will return before the playoffs if they have a chance to make it. So hopefully he is able to come back. Uh, the injury did look really bad at the time, like of it taking place. Uh, initially, they thought that it might be minor compared to what they feared at the very first moment, but then it did come back that he would miss at least four weeks with it. I think it's four to six weeks officially for Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. The, the surgery put him on the IR, which is at least four weeks, but the most, like, the more realistic return is like five weeks. Gotcha. Okay. Then we got tight end Dallas Goddard will miss some time with a shoulder injury and Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz suffered a season ending knee injury. So it's a lot of hits to a lot of star players this week. So it's going to be a big shakeups to the NFL moving over to the headlines. So the pro bowl game vote is open. So you can, you need an NFL account and you can go on NFL.com and you can vote for six players per position for the uh, pro bowl games. There is a petition servicing, however, suggesting people vote for Baker Mayfield to make the Pro Bowl games. And I think that's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like when Mitch Trubinsky won MVP for Nickelodeon. Like, I, I think that I think that's going to be hilarious. Yeah, so hopefully uh, Baker Mayfield makes the uh, Pro Bowl games. I'm pushing for that. I went on and voted for him. What, what, what's the website? Uh, it's just NFL.com. Uh, if you yeah, Google, like, NFL Pro Bowl games, you'll, it'll be, like, the first link. Right now. <laughs> then next up, so apparently uh, credit to at JNA underscore LSS because he found this on Twitter. Uh, Trent Williams on the 49ers is tipping plays to oppo- opposing defenses when Devo is on the field. If the play is a run, he stands with both feet apart at equal like uh, spacing, like if you're looking at the line of scrimmage. And then if it's a pass, he has a one-step lead with his right leg. Uh, this guy on Twitter ran through 22 plays and predicted almost everyone. So that is like problematic. Yeah, I heard about this too, and I that is, I mean that's just that's just shitty. Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Um. Then also, uh, back in the news again. Uh, AB, little AB checkup. So this past week, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of shit with AB, but there was a screenshot that Tom Brady put out from a text message that he sent to uh, AB, and I just wanted to read it because it was kind of like you know. It's like a dad talking to his like shithead son. Um, so he said to he sent to, to AB, 
you're demonstrating very poor decisions and poor communications to so many people who have gone above and beyond to help you. You're acting selfish, and unfortunately, many of those people are exhausted by the erratic and unpredictable emotional behavior. When I met you, you were humble. I call cap on that. Um, willing to learn and anxious to improve things in life. In short period of time, you have done those things and accomplished some great things and very much on the path to success long term. Unfortunately, you have reverted very much back to a young, immature man that is selfish, self-serving, irrational, and irresponsible. I, for one, am disappointed in many behaviors over the past few months. You have seemed to have lost that humility and that APG. I don't know what that means. Um, you have gone from hanging around good quality people that had genuine interest in seeing you succeed to seeing others who live lives are erratic and out of control and leading you down a negative path. So just straight up like dad talking to his son. And my favorite part was somebody commented on that tweet and it was the LeBron telling like, Hey, I remember <laughs> I actually was the one that told Brady to reach out to AB. And I just thought that was just like the cherry on top of the internet right there. Yeah, just like powerful words from Brady to AB. Makes sense. Yeah, um, apparently I also saw that on his uh, Snap story the other day, so I guess it's related to this, he started posting uh, screenshots between texting him and, and him and Ben. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> I think this was like a while ago, but uh, and it, it's just like him them being like super cool with each other, and then right afterwards he posted a picture of him hugging Ben. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if I ever feel like reading all this. Just yeah, look yeah. up AB's like Big Ben snap story. But yeah, he posted like right. Out, I I guess it had to be like right after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's so funny. It's so funny how like AB was like calling Ben racist and now he's a piece of shit. Now he sucks. Then like after like three years, he's like, dude, Ben's my guy. I miss Ben. But uh, then breaking news for today: uh, the Eagles went out and acquired free agent Donovan Sue. Um, a one-year deal to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, big move. It's kind of a band-aid over a gash for the injury to Jordan Davis, who has been pretty detrimental to the team. Um, I think there was a stat where the Eagles have allowed, like, I think 30 or 40 more yards per game uh, to the running to the run game since Jordan Davis has been hurt. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. I, I've also saw a similar stat. It's it's huge. He's not there. But the thing is, Jordan Davis, I don't think, is expected to miss the whole year. So as soon as he does come back and Sue is healthy, uh, or Sue is playing with him, then that could be – this team This team is like definitely like viable for a Super Bowl. It's just I don't I don't realistically see it happening. It's, it's that defense. That's why. Mm-hmm. Their defense is so good. Yeah, just like the one where they won a few years uh, – five years ago or something like that, their defense is doing all the legwork here. Um, but all right, next up, uh, I think this might they might have moved the location of this game since I've made these notes, but there is an expected six feet of snow in Buffalo ahead of the Browns and Bills game this week. Six feet. Mind you that Devin, Devin Singletary, the running back on the Bills, is 5'7", and Nick Chubb is 5'11 on the Browns. So literally the snow will tower over these two running backs. The game's moved. Okay, yeah, moved. Or, or it's in the dome now, right? Yeah. Lines. Uh, okay. See, I hate when the NFL does that. Like, yeah. I understand six feet of snow, six feet of snow, but like, come on, like that's taking away a home game from a team. That's fucked up. Yeah, it, it is. But like at the same time, uh, I as a Josh Allen like guy rooting for Josh Allen, I'm very happy they didn't play in the snow because now they're just playing the dome and he's just gonna go off. Yeah. And I also saw on Twitter some Bills Mafia guy took a screenshot of the storm coming. 
and it looks just like the Bills logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'll find it while you go. Um, but all right. Well, next up, I was just going to take it into the segments. That's all I had for headlines. All right. Let's see here. In Buffalo. Still snow. Oh, uh, that's great. It's, they even got a red and blue for the fucking collars. Yeah, someone, <laughs> that's great. Someone screenshotted it. And, like, wrote over it with the logo or something. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that's it. That's all right. But, all right, let's take it over to uh, the segments with, first up, guys, gut-wrenching moments. I have quite a few here. Um, first up, honorable mention to Mike Peralta's tongue appearing during uh, one of the broadcasts. I can't remember which game specifically. I guess Mike Peralta, the ref that they usually go to, um, to like, you know, review plays that they're challenging just to see what he thinks. And he usually agrees with the ref because he's on the NFL's payroll. Um, but you just see that he thinks he's like off camera or something. And he just looks over to like, I guess his sideline crew and just like licks like his like upper lip and bottom lip, like in, in a, like a very like kind of like sexual undertone. <laughs> it was very weird. It was like freaky. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Uh, it was hilarious. You got to look up Mike Peralta's tongue. Like it's okay, just. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Then next up, uh, the pigeons on the field during the Steeler game. That was funny as shit. Just like it was like somebody threw bread onto the field, and like there was a horde of pigeons um, down the other side of the field where the Steelers weren't like snapping the ball. And we are currently oh, and I mean two and zero when the pigeons on the field. I did. I did see the Bucks game too. Yeah, I saw them like doing uh, photoshops with Matt Canada over the Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah. uh, I also saw. uh, I think the Steelers tweeted out one of those pigeons with like shades, a Steeler hat, and like a W chain around its neck. That's great. That's great. Um, Then there was also a play during the Cowboys Packers game where I guess. Yeah, sometimes these things these things happen whenever like you know there's a big pile up for the ball. But Rogers, I guess, got sacked, and while he was like on the ground, you see one of the Cowboys defensive ends bash him, just teabagging him, right on his helmet. That's great. <laughs> that's, great. that's that's great. Then uh, the last one I got. This is more of a gripe, but this could be like guys' gripes. But did you see like did you watch the the Munich game at all? Um, I. No, but I if you're talk if you're gonna talk about what I think you're talking about, I saw that. Yeah. So we they just like you know how they always pan to the crowd in the games. So you look at all the Germans in the crowd for the football game, and you just see them carrying around pitchers of beer, and it's like they sell at these games at these venues pitchers of beer that you can just openly drink at your seat for the venue. Yeah. Um, America, what are we doing? Yeah, they should just have that for college football. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, why can't I buy a pitcher of beer for probably $40 they would charge at the stadium? Yeah, but Munich is probably, like, cheap as fuck. Yeah, true, true. Oh, yeah, it's probably, like, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> Or American currency-wise. Um, Franks. Or Euro- <laughs> yeah. I think it's Franks. But that's all I had for guys' gut-wrenching moments. Taking it over to my grandiose gangs. Big shakeups this week. We had a lot of big teams lose, so there's a big change up here to the top 10. Number one, I have the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs are the best team in football right now. They haven't really done anything to show me otherwise. They're constantly winning games and putting up big numbers. Number two, we have the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings have been on a tear. Um, I don't know. I want to see how many primetime games they've been playing because I don't think they've been playing much. So there could be a little asterisk to this. But the Vikings are, I think, 8-1 and one at this point. So huge, huge year for the Vikings with Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook. Um I don't, I don't know. They're, they might, they could potentially win the NFC East here. 
Then with number three, I had the Eagles. They did lose their game, their first game finally, since it was in a fashion where, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was a blowout. It was kind of like the refs kind of did, you know, fuck them over. Um, I put them at the number three spot. Real quick, you said the Vikings were going to the NFC East. Oh, my bad. The NFC, just in general, I mean. Yeah. I, I, figured, I figured you meant that. I just wanted to make sure you corrected it so people weren't roasting you. <laughs> Yeah, they'll roast me anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm not done. I'm not done with this top ten yet, so we'll see. Uh, number four, I got the Dolphins. They've been playing out of their mind. Two has been dominant when he's on the field. Uh, number four, Dolphins. Number five, I have the Giants. Again, playing well. Um, I think they were on a bye. So I mean, it's it's one of those weird ones where I didn't know where to put them. So I just I didn't want to put them below the Bills, but I didn't want to put them up. Like I didn't know what to do, so I just put them at five. Uh, number six, I got the Bills. They've lost two games in a row. It's a tough look. I don't think they'll be any lower than this spot here at number six. Um, they will improve, but you know it's just two bad looks for these losses. So I got to mark them down to six. Number seven, I have the Jets. Again, I think they were on by as well, but they have been killing it recently, and I'm just going to leave them in that top ten spot for now. Uh, number eight, I have the Titans, who I don't know. We'll see how this game goes tonight, but I might be eating my words on that. Um, the Giants weren't on by. They played the Texans. Oh, that's right. They did win. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, then number eight, I have the Titans. Number nine, I have the Ravens. I mean, they're, they're playing good football. I'm not they're saying, on by, but. I'm saying you just love the Titans. I do, I do I love the Titans. the Titans. Okay. I mean, I could swap them. That's fair. Then number 10, I have the 49ers. You know, with, with Christian McCaffrey coming to the team, they've been really – Becoming like a whole new football team. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the clearly better quarterback for this team. If they go back to Trey Lance, they're morons to me. Any any disputes besides the Ravens Titans? No, I I think it's I I we're saying the Giants over the Bills. The Giants have a better record than the Bills. The Bills are on a two game losing streak. Josh Allen's playing kind of hurt, so it's kind of getting looking worse. I just don't know if the I'd say the Giants are a better team than the Bills, but it is week to week, and right now the Bills are coming off a bad week. I mean, that was kind of the reason I justified it was because the Giants have a better record than the Bills. The Bills aren't even winning their division right now, so, I mean, it's tough to say putting them above the Giants for me. But it, like I said, it will probably change that next week. Um, but all right, let's take it over to uh, Wiederstein's Weenies of the Week. Yeah, so this week, I actually, I'll immediately say there wasn't any clear-cut winners. I mean, there was a clear-cut winner, but, like, the other two were kind of, like, probably wouldn't be a weenie other weeks, but we'll do it anyways. Um, number three, got Josh Allen. Um, I don't know why, but Josh Allen just wanted to lose that game against the Vikings really, really badly. <laughs> um, they had the game in hand. He's had to get one yard just to kind of separate himself a little bit. Or, I saw people say you could just take the safety and – play defense again and hold him because he didn't need a touchdown. Either way is fine, um, but Josh Allen didn't do either, and he actually fumbled the ball on the goal line, which made the Vikings fall on it and get the touchdown to send it to, this, to take the lead. Um, he then marched him down, got the field goal. Yeah, all good and well. Um, here comes overtime. Vikings have to settle for a field goal, so Josh Allen gets the touchdown and wins. Marching down the field, perfect. Gets around the 15-yard line, red zone area, throws a pick. What? No, that was just that was a, yeah. It was, it was it was such like a travesty to watch that game unfold that way. Yeah. Um, I was happy when I picked the Vikings and they won, but I was like, I cannot believe the Bills just like threw that away like that. And it's funny because like, the, so the Bills threw away with the uh, fumble in the end zone, whatever. And then uh, I mean that's a tough play regardless from the goal line. 
but then you march all the way back on like a 30 seconds to get a field goal to send to overtime. Then overtime, you march it down again. So you have two game-winning drives, essentially. Um, one step to overtime, and then the other one just he could, yeah, he throws a pick. That's insane. I don't know. It's not, that's not Josh Allen. No, it's definitely not. And, like, he'll it, it, be all right. He's just in a funk right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll be okay. And, it's, and a funk for him is, like, better for most quarterbacks in the league. So he'll be okay. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, carry on. Um, and then my number two, I got Mike McCarthy. So in his return to Lambeau Field, Mike McCarthy had a chance to take a three-point lead in overtime, but instead he decided to go for it on fourth and three. Um, the Cowboys didn't get it, and the Packers went on to win the game. After the game, Mike McCarthy said, quote, I'm fine with that decision. Obviously, I know we didn't uh, convert fourth and three. We should just conver- we just didn't convert. So he literally said, I'm fine with going for it in that situation because it wasn't – it was like around 50-yard line or something like that. It wasn't like – uh, they're pinned in there or something like that. Like they gave basically gave the Packers the win. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm sensing a watermelon smashing game on the horizon here. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Vikings next week. That's a big one, and that'd be a huge. I mean, he loves he loves to do those crazy things. Maybe not the watermelon smashing, but something weird and off the wall. Wasn't I might need a fact check here. Mm-hmm. If you want to fact check it, wasn't the watermelon original watermelon game against the Vikings? When he starts smashing all the watermelons, and I think the Vikings were hardcore favorites, and the Cowboys were god awful that year because it was no no it was the Cooper no it wasn't the um Phil uh, Phil Danucci year, not Phil uh what's his name? Yeah, it was Minnesota. Ben Danucci. Yeah, it was Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So that is, it really could be a water like a, a water smell and wow. smashing game. Revenge, revenge of the watermelon. I like yeah. it. Um, wait. We we didn't really talk about the Justin Jefferson catch. Oh yeah, dude! Just best catch of the year, best best receiver in the NFL, hands down. I love this guy. I've been advocating for him since like he came into the league, and I I saw that catch and I couldn't believe it. Um, I think yeah, it's it's that catch is number one. George Pickens is second. That George yeah. Pickens catch against the Browns, I believe. Yeah, yeah. we're watching it during the pod. Yeah, we're like, holy shit. But that game was – that catch of Justin Jefferson was insane. He literally mm-hmm. reverse mossed someone. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pick that turned into a catch. Yeah. It was literally the the D-back was mossing him, and Justin Jefferson with one hand said, you're not mossing me, and stopped him. <laughs> That's insane. Um, all right, and then my uh, number one week of the week is just the Las Vegas Raiders in the whole. Um, despite being uh, uh, so bad as a head coach – that literally brought Derek Hart to tears. Did you see the post game interview? He's crying because they lost. Dude, Sid from um, Toy Story is down bad. Yeah. Uh, so they lost. Derek Hart is crying. And then after the game, Mark Davis apparently said something about like, he has no plans on firing Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Quote, as far as it, as Josh goes, I have no issues. I'm getting to know him a lot better. When you sign someone to a contract, you don't expect him to not fulfill the whole contract. I like Josh. I think he's doing a fantastic job. Hashtag things you say to coaches who are about to get fired. But <laughs> I think um, I think because I've always heard Mark Davis isn't the richest owner. Yeah, I have all of them. Like he's only got the team because he really inherited it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking like he's not going to fire Josh McDaniels because he doesn't want to buy out his contract. I think if it wasn't for Nathaniel Hackett, Josh Daniels would be the worst coach in the NFL. I think I, I think I it's think Hackett one, J- Josh Daniels two, 
Mike McCarthy three. I think Josh McDaniels is worse than Nathaniel Hackett. That's, I mean, it's fair. It's definitely debatable. It's definitely debatable. I don't think Mike McCarthy deserves to be in there just yet either. I can't stand him. Yeah, I mean, he's not great, mm-hmm. but like he's definitely not as in the same category as those. He's coattailed by his team. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I personally think that, but that's still, still Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion, which Josh McDaniels and Nathaniel Hackett will never be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, but yeah, that's it. Raiders number one, Mike, Mike McCarthy number two, Josh Allen. All right, all right. Do you have, do you have any wagers? I do. I have two wagers of the week this week. So I've been I, I teased it last week a little bit. Um, where's my wagers list at? So I've been I've been keeping up with a a bets list. So like <laughs> anytime I hear a stat or something like that, it's like ooh, that's gonna come handy. Table it. Yeah. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Exactly. <laughs> and so I have two for you here. Um, both not real stats. They're more like good luck god stats mm. like the like oh the luck is with us type stats apparently this year every team that plays the panthers are 0 and 8 in their next game the Bengals' last game was against the panthers the Bengals are playing in heinz field or in Acushire stadium this this sunday against the steelers the steelers are being this year the Bengals had no jamar chase still t with joe watt just came back um we have Kenny Pickett this time, too. Maybe mm-hmm. our offense is a little more electric than last time. I think the Steelers are going to win against the Bengals. If you don't want to be as bold and be more conservative of the bet, you can take the – I'd take the Steelers on the four and a half points yeah. that we're getting. Um, but I think we're going to win straight up. I'm going to do their money line. I think the Carolina curse mixed with I just think we'd win this game anyways. I just like this matchup for us anyways. On top of that, they have an 0-8 curse going against them right now. Yeah, that's a that's a big number. This is a true test for it, is the Steelers versus the Bengals. Um, also, I mean, I don't know if you're going to mention this next, the other team they played recently. No. Okay, so the Falcons? the Falcons are who they played last week, and the Falcons are playing the Bears. I So I didn't even look at them on that stat, mm-hmm. and I already have the Bears in yeah, yeah. So I maybe just parlay that into the Carolina curse spread. That's good. And then do the Bears money line and the Steelers with the points. Yeah, I also have another bet that's a not Carolina curse, but we can maybe make this a three-way parlay. <laughs> um, third leg. The third leg of the three-leg parlay <laughs> is preseason. Two Jets fans flip the coin for every Jet game outcome. And so far, they are 100% this far into the yeah. season. And they, they predict all their losses, all their wins. This thing has them going 10-7, and seven, I think, or 11-6, and six, and losing the NFC, the AFC Championship. Oh, um, but the coin has them losing this week to the Patriots. Okay. Which already, I thought the Patriots were going to win this game anyways because it's in Foxborough, yeah. and the Patriots always has the Jets numbers. So I'm definitely going to take the Patriots points as well. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, the Patriots are the hump we can't get over. So, What if what if we did make it a four-leg parlay <laughs> and we do – the Jets are going to cover, but the Pats are going to win. No, nah, I'd take the Pats covering. But, but we do the Pats money line, the Jets spread, Steelers money line, Bears money line. That's probably like 10 bucks with like 1000 that's probably so. The odds are probably insane on that. Yeah. Which means the Pats are going to win a close game. Mm-hmm. Then the Steelers and Bears won. Do it. I, I just want to see. Do it. I just want to see what it is. I just want to see. Do it. it. 
Uh, but regardless, there's a lot of plays to do this week, and that's all of them. Mm-hmm. I actually have another stat coming up in a couple weeks. I don't know when, but uh, next time that the Bucks are in prime time or night game, uh, Tom Brady is two and eleven against the spread since joining the Bucks at night games. Damn. So okay. that's like next time the Bucks play at night, that's gonna be my wager. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you a little tease. That's now. past his bedtime, man. That's yeah, crazy. Two and eleven gets a spread. <laughs> the, the Sleepy Tom spread or something like the Sleepy <laughs> Tom bread. Pet. Um, and, and the, the graphic will just have a Tom one of those old timey nightcaps, like the <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge nightcaps. <laughs> um, I'm excited for your Tom Jerry. <laughs> I'm excited for your uh, Turkey Day parlay though next week. I've already been looking into it. Yeah. I've already been looking at the lines. I think I I had one. And I did in my head. I did like uh, two spreads and then like over under for one of the games. So I I've already I'm already messing around with a couple of different ideas. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's get into the week eleven pickums. Pickums, pickums. Actually, can we pause it? Not pause it. But can we uh, stall for a little bit more? I want to put this parlay and see how much it is. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, other than we could look at the game right now. So the Titans are up fourteen to six. Um, it is the third quarter, nine minutes left, and it looks like the. Uh, Tannehill scored and Derrick Henry scored. It looks like Hillard caught the touchdown pass first. Then Derrick Henry ran one in. Ten dollars to win four hundred and forty dollars. That's that's the yeah. Do it. Just do it. It's, it's ten bucks. It's the Pats can win by. The Pats can win by three, game winning field goal, and the Steelers and Bears win. That's what it is. That hits. That's crazy. I, I, might, I might just throw like five bucks on it. It's still $200. Mm-hmm. Five bucks. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, all right. Pick them, pick them, pick them, pick them, pick them. Um, all right. First up, we have, well, we both we both said we have this game. Packers, yeah. We both have the Packers in this game already. Um, but let's take it over to Sunday. We have 1 p.m. games. The Eagles in Indianapolis versus the Colts. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles in a bounce back victory here. Um, the Jeff Saturday thing that train's done. Um, plus, I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's a bounce back game here. Um, the only thing that does worry me is if Jonathan Taylor is truly back. The Eagles' run defense is starting to get a little laggy just since Jordan Davis has been out. Could be problematic. Could be closer than we think. But I'm still going Eagles. Yeah, I agree. Um, so put the mic. Um, next game we have the Rams in New Orleans versus the Saints. The Rams are three and a half point favorites. Um, the Saints basically coming off a loss to the Steelers. Uh, Andy Dalton looks bad, but the Rams just lost Cooper Cup, the entire source of their offense. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one, man. Um, I I'm going Saints. I don't know if that's gonna make your make up your mind. I just think no offense from the Rams. Saints at home. West Coast team coming east. And no Cooper Cup once again. I'll, I'll go with the Rams here. Um, I just think overall they're the better team, even though the Saints are home. Um, I think the Rams will – I think we'll start to see some other players pan out for the Rams here. Maybe some Van Jefferson action, Allen Robinson. Um, or maybe they just ground and pound with Daryl Henderson. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to stick with the Rams. 
I have Van Jefferson and Henderson on my team now. Yeah, I saw you got like all the Rams. <laughs> yeah. I have the Acres too. I'm, yeah. I dropped Acres out I finally know. after I had him on him all year. I finally dropped him. I was like holding on to him because I thought he was gonna get traded. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, all right, next game we have a game we just talked about: the Bears in Atlanta versus the Falcons. The Falcons three point favorites. We're both going Bears though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson had two games where he went off and they lost both games. Justin Fields, but yes, Justin. What did I say? Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. yeah I might say Justin Fields. Gotcha. Same division, both named Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin Fields had two games where he went off. They lost both games. They need to win. This is the one. And they're they're playing like uh, who they lose to last last week? The Dolphins, and then they lost to yeah. the. Uh, Lions. No, so as I said, they're two good teams, but the Lions aren't a good team. But Lions aren't good, but like when you're playing, when you're a bad team playing the Lions, the Lions are almost like better. Yeah, because <laughs> like they're like they probably go into the week like, oh fuck, we could win this game. Like let's go all out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Bears have a bounce back game coming for them. Um, next we have the Houston. We have a spread game of the week. Um, Washington Commanders in Houston versus the Texans. The Commanders are three and a half point favorites. It's my turn. I'm going to go Texans. Were you going to do that too? I, I saw the look on your face. I was like, I think he's thinking what I'm thinking. I was thinking about doing it. <laughs> I'm okay with taking Commanders. The out. Commanders have been too hot. The Commanders have been way too hot. And I love Taylor Heineke. I love what he's doing for the game of football right now. But this is not going to last. Yeah, I mean, this definitely seems like a game the Texans can win. And if you didn't say Texans, I was going to go Texans. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like doing the Houston spread in reverse. So I'm just going to hit the Commanders. Okay. Because, okay. like, I – but, I mean, if I get Commanders, I get two. If you get Texans, you get two. Yes, precisely. Instead of Precisely, one. yes. So it's a regular pick them, but mm-hmm. it's two points instead of one. Yes. Um. Yes. No, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say in favor of the Commanders. I also think Texans. Mm-hmm. It's just your turn to pick, so you get the first. Like, if it was my turn to pick first, I probably would have won Texans. Um, but I don't hate the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders are coming off a hot game. They're yeah. playing hot. but I think uh, Nico Collins has been balling out recently for their wide receiver game. And Damon Pierce, I think this is going to be a breakout game for him. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd look for uh, – I think it will be high scoring, but I think it will be the Texans for this one. Over-under right now is 40-and-a-half. I think I'd go over, too, because I also think Brian Robinson, we're talking about earlier, I think Brian Robinson's going to be good this week, too. Yeah, I think so. Um, but that could also lead to an under. If they both running backs just go off, that's just going to make the clock run out faster and hit the under. True, true. Um, all right, next 1 o'clock game, we have the Jets in New England versus the Patriots. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's in Foxborough. I'm going Patriots, obviously, as a part of my, as a part of my little parlay there. I'm also going to the Patriots just because I, I can't go against this parlay at this point. Um, and let alone, like, that guy predicted every game so far, and this is, like, the next one, and it makes sense. Pa- Jets lose to the Patriots. Yeah, I buy that. So, going with the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were also saying with that Jets thing, the coin flip thing, it's going to run out here soon because everyone's getting aware of it and everyone's betting with it. True, so, true. just knowing betting luck, it's going to run out eventually, but – I don't think it's this week. I think the Patriots – I think I would have took the Patriots regardless of that coin flip thing. I took the Patriots last time I got it. Um, next one, o'clock game. We have the Lions in New York versus the Giants. 
The Giants are only three-point favorites. I don't care. I'm still going Giants. I am also going Giants. I'm not going to go against the Giants, especially against the Lions at home. Are you kidding me? Um, that's funny, too, because I actually do have the Commanders on my on the Texas <laughs> already. Um, all right, next game we have in Baltimore, the Panthers versus the Ravens. The Ravens are 13-point favorites. All right, next game. What? Have- <laughs> well, uh, so I think I definitely think the Panthers cover out of thirteen points. I think Baker Mayfield's played this team a, quite a few times. I think he can make it interesting. Um, but I think yeah, definitely Ravens win this one. I we should just do this for the Houston spread. <laughs> I think the Ravens are going to win by more than thirteen. Okay. Because I, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, spread, me either. Me either. Yeah. But. Because I feel like every time I remember watching the Browns Ravens is always a slaughter fest mm-hmm. with Baker Mayfield. That's fair. That's fair. So it's not like someone who like Big Ben went to another team like oh yeah we used to own the Browns Ben used to own the Browns I would take Ben in this game but it's I think I think the Ravens own Baker Mayfield anyway. Um, and finally the last week of the Browns the last one o'clock game is the Browns against the Bills in Detroit not Buffalo Detroit. The over-under earlier today was so low because the, the snow. snow yeah. and now it's up to 50. You can barely flip. Bills. Bounce back. Josh Allen. Bills because the Browns suck. Um, all right. Four oh five games. Um, we got we got some inch, very interesting ones here. These are going to be mm-hmm. close ones. Um, first game, four oh five. We have the Raiders in Denver versus the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett versus Josh McDaniels. Oh God! Um, loser gets fired. Do you think that happens? I, from what I've read from the Raiders, if the Raiders lose, then no. I think, but Nathaniel Hackett, if he loses, he's done. I, I'd love to see like loser goes home, like literally, like they both put their jobs on the line for this game. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd actually make me want to watch this game. Yeah, I wouldn't watch this too. game either way. Yeah, this like zero to three game, the final score. <laughs> They went into overtime and they won by three. <laughs> no one wins. They both knock each other out. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. So I have my pre-written thing. If you want, if you yeah. if you want me to do it in case you want to think yeah. about it, I'm going Raiders because it is. I don't know. I just don't like the Broncos at all. And for some reason, I keep thinking the Raiders are. Even though the Raiders are, I've earlier in the season I kept saying the Raiders were frauds. And I picked against the Raiders the entire beginning of the season. And then I started flipping. And that's when you start coming back whenever I started going with the Raiders. But I just think I have – I think it's more or less I have Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams in two, in two different fantasy leagues. So I just want their offense to do good. And I think that offense has so many good players that they should just be blowing teams out. But they just keep losing somehow. Mm-hmm. Keep blowing games. But I'm going to go with them here. Because I think the Broncos keep just sucking. And they trade away their best player on defense. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Raiders here, too. I mean, as much as I think this is a nice one to like contest on, I made a vow I'd never pick the Broncos again. They, they're they the hardest team to watch in football right now. They get in the red zone and they just get knocked out or they do something to fuck it up. Like, it's ridiculous to me. Um, even against this terrible defense, I can't see them putting up any points on the board. So I'm going to go Raiders here. I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy with it, but that's what I'm doing. I agree with that. Um I hear that. Broncos are favorites. I might throw them on the Raiders in the parlay. Um, Ten-leg parlay. I know. Uh, Next game, 425, we have the Cowboys in Minnesota versus the Vikings. Um, It's in Minnesota, but the Cowboys are favored by one and a half. Um, Who did you take? I have the Vikings. 
I'll go Cowboys. I I, I, it's a I I think I think the luck for the uh, Vikings is about not. I don't I don't want to say luck. I I think they're due for a loss. I'll put it that way. Um, they are a good team. I think they're a playoff lock for sure. Obviously, I think they can definitely win their first playoff game if it's not a prime time. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here. I just think their defense is pretty pretty elite and. I don't know. I mean, the Vikings are just riding so high. I just think, I think they're going to get arrogant, cocky, and just fuck something up, and it's going to go against them. I definitely think they are getting towards the they're going to fuck it up category soon because they're getting cocky with the Kirk Cousins iced out, and like I think they all these games are close. They're playing in. I don't know why though. I just think the Cowboys just lost to the Packers barely. I think it's going to be a very similar game to the the Packer game. See, I think. The hungry dog runs more, runs faster, and you're going to see the Cowboys here hungry for that win. The Vikings, they're like, hey, we got lucky against Buffalo. Like, we're, we're getting, like, God's on our side right now. We're rolling with the punches, and they're just not going to be well prepared, and it's going to go against them. Not like they'll lose badly, but it's something will, like, screw up as far as game management wise. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, in the Thursday night game, Derrick Henry just threw a pass to Austin Hooper for the touchdown. Oh, man. Awesome. It was a. He's had a huge run too yeah it was like a double fake where watch it so ryan Tannehill hands it off then fakes a throw Dude, and then they did a jump pass it's uh it is uh, insane oh that was sick that was a great play. just give frank v- frank vogel or no vrabel coach of the year mike vrabel yeah, yeah, I got all my names mixed up. Um, Mike Vrabel, said, just give him coach of the year. You said Frank Vogel as an ex-Lakers head coach. Frank Vogel. That would be wild if he just went to it. Um, but all right, the last 4 o'clock game we have um, the Bungles in Pittsburgh versus the Stellars. The Bungles are four-point favorites. I'm going Stellars. Yeah, we're home right now. TJ Watt's back. Like I said, I'm riding with the parlay here, the uh, 18-leg parlay that Ryan has cooking right now in his head. Um, yeah, I mean, TJ Watt's back. The team that's played the Panthers has lost in their next game uh, every single time this season, so I'm sticking with it. That's a hell of a curse. That's a hell of a stat, and no Jamar Chase, too. That's just problematic. Real quick, I threw in the Raiders into the parlay. <laughs> Ten dollars and win a thousand dollars. Oh man! <laughs> I might do it. I might do it. Um, all right. Next Sunday night football, we have the Chargers in LA. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs in LA versus the Chargers. The Chiefs are five point favorites. This game is Sunday night, but it was supposed to be four o'clock, and we're supposed to be Sunday. We got flexed out. Um, I'd honestly rather watch the Steelers Bengals than this, but. I think I think it's a closer game on points. I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got Chiefs here as well. Like I think the Chiefs are going to win by more than five there. The the Chargers are just so hurt. Um, then finally Monday night we have the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona versus the Cardinals. The 49ers are eight point favorites. That's that's awfully high for a divisional game. I know there's might be questions on Kyler Murray, but still I'm I'm. Thinking the Kyler Murray, I think the Cardinals, whoever plays, can cover an eight-point spread. But I'm um, going with the 49ers here as well. I agree. I think they'll. I think they'll can cover. But I mean, divisional games, you can't put eight-point spreads on that. Should, should I put the 49ers money line and Cardinals spread? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see what it looks like. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do 
maybe. Yeah, well, maybe I'll check it out. But all right, that's it for the pickums. All right. Uh, we have three differences. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of rode with the parlay. If I went against it, we would have had five. I just thought we picked way more. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's take it over to pop culture. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right, let's get into pop culture, leading off with movies. Starting out, we did get the chance to see Black Panther 2 last weekend, um, last Thursday when we were recording normally. Um, so you got a little weird episode because we we're seeing the movie. Um, but Wakanda Forever, um, I really enjoyed the film. I think it was a step up from the original Black Panther. Um the score was probably my favorite thing. Like every little scene of like stealth or like, you know, trying to like infiltrate something um, just had like that. It was like a mix of like African tribal and like Mayan tribal, I guess you'd call it um, for each of the two nations of what was it? Titacon or Talacon. Yeah. Talacon. And then Wakanda. Um, I just thought that was amazing. The score itself um it definitely did like it was a very long movie um it did feel like we took a lot of time spent on stuff that didn't matter like i wanted more out of the final fight than what we got but the final fight i still enjoyed the ride um i think all of the actors and actresses had amazing performances shout out to like angela bassett for playing the queen of wakanda i'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name of the character but uh, uh, who is it i didn't say Rwanda maybe Rwanda or something yeah. like that yeah it's, it's something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah she she was probably the shining star I think she, like everything they did with Chadwick Boseman's death I think was handled perfectly um and it kind of like brought tears to my eyes at like certain parts like the very beginning uh they didn't do any type of music for the intro they just kind of had a silent moment for the intro of like the uh title crawl uh with the marvel logo um and with just flashes of like chadwick boseman and different scenes of the movies he's been in um i thought that was very well done everything with his death was handled well and everything kind of spoiler warning i guess we should say but um like the ending with his son um that was like i i enjoyed all of that um probably my favorite like weird thing from the movie uh, Madam Hydra and Martin Freeman's character were just like husband and wife at one point in the story and they got a divorce. I thought that was a hilarious storyline that I just want to know more about. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think I, I don't know. I liked it a lot when we came out of the movie and then after sitting on it for a little bit, I like it a little bit less. Okay. And I think it's mainly because it was very long and I think that's one thing that you could have cut out. Yeah, true. Like, I like that's like that's like I'm thinking of everything could get cut out, mm-hmm. and I liked a lot of it. Yeah, but I think that one could be cut cut out. Just just save it for the show. Save it for the Thunderbolts. Yeah, and have have her make an appearance, mm-hmm. but have like Emmett Ross still help Wakanda, still have him in it because he's obviously like he was great in the first one too, and it wasn't like either performances I saw. It, wedging in there that he got he used to be married to Val and now the divorce is kind of just a stupid thing to wedge in there um and other than that though like, I liked how they did everything with Chadwick Boseman like you're saying I think everything was done was done correctly but kind of like 
I don't know. I I don't love the role Sherry did. Not the performance. I don't really like her role. I in, thought in what way? Well, obviously her character went through a lot. She lost her brother mm-hmm. and then her mom. Yeah. So obviously she's not going to be happy go lucky like she was. But when you see her in other movies she was in, like just being like a joking kid sister, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden she has to be like the tough and mean yeah. lead it's just tough transition obviously it's because of tragedy struck mm-hmm. but i don't know i just feel like uh there's nothing they could do better with it it was just tough to have her go from like kind of like a comic relief genius sidekick character yeah. to being like the badass black panther in the next movie and yeah. not really transition that's not really much that but but once again because Travis Bozeman passed away and you can't really control that mm-hmm I, I kind of agree, and I think it would have been kind of a, maybe a better way to have it if they could have expanded upon maybe him getting taken into the room and then Shuri kind of maybe joking around, not realizing it was all true and happening or, like, trying to cope with it in a way. Mm-hmm. And then once he's actually, like, passed at that point on, I guess, the operating table or something like that, then she just kind of has, like, a realization and... Like, like tragedy struck, like you were saying, where then you see that character growth. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like another like 10 minute scene of that would be better, or maybe replacing one of the Martin Freeman scenes would have been better um, mm-hmm. in that regard. But I, 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 I can understand what you're saying there. I also saw, I also saw like someone say, why, what about um, Nikita? Or is that Lupita's yeah, yeah, character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nakia. Nakia. What, what if Nakia's just does the Black Panther for this movie? Because mm-hmm. sure he couldn't, and she stays like the genius she is. Um, because I think that make more sense. You have a badass fighter and like a genius tech person. Why would the genius tech person be the badass warrior out all of a sudden? Just because her bloodline. Yeah. I mean, T'Challa is married to Nakia or with Nakia. Mm-hmm. In that way, Nakia can pass on her son, and it's T'Challa again. Yeah. Also, with with the whole T'Challa reveal thing, I think it's funny how. They're literally setting up how in 20 years we're just going to have the same Avengers but different casts, like a rebooted original Avengers. You're going to have – you could have Morgan Stark as an Iron Man, Iron Woman. You could have Love as, like, the new Thor. Then you could have Hulk's kid, T'Challa's kid. <laughs> you know, just, like, some of them even with the same name, like T'Challa. <laughs> like, I just thought that was funny. Um, and then, then, you, then they'll reveal – uh, Steve Rogers' great grandson, <laughs> and it's just like sick. Um, I also probably like. I think the the big cameo in the movie too was probably one of the bigger surprises we've seen in a while for Marvel. Like where we didn't have any idea of it coming into it. There was no notion of it. This is like my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, like so you have Shuri taking the purple heart, ingesting that goes to the ancestral plane she thinks she's going to see her mother or i don't know maybe like a chadwick boseman yeah or something like that like a maybe like an old scene or i don't know something like that a cgi form of him um but then you see michael b jordan's killmonger in the chair as the screen pans to him and just like the whole reaction in the theater was great um it was an epic scene and he had such a great performance in that kind of showing like her struggle in you know, if she's going to take more of a vengeance path or more of a, you know, forgiving, like, hey, you know, I understand you're going through these things. Like, we'll figure it out and work it out. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah I also kind of liked how Killmonger, like, talks shit on her 
brother and her dad say so your brother's too noble your dad was a your dad was a fraud your your brother was too noble but your mom was badass so your mom like saved that that uh, i think it's like sister from the lost tribe yeah they risked her life for that that's badass pretty much yeah. that, that was pretty cool um another thing i just want to mention about the movie too i love namor yeah i was gonna get to him next like yeah. i think or or you mean namor <laughs> there's no love no more yeah, I think he that was excellent, and like I thought the wing feet thing, even though it's like obviously comic act, comic actor, I thought it was gonna look kind of cheesy, um, once I saw it in the trailers, but it did look good and it played well, uh, very powerful, and I'm so glad that he lived through the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna kill him off for a moment there, and I was like, fuck, another great Marvel villain dead, like god damn it, um, but the, you know he is alive by the end of the movie, so I think that's great, and it opens up the future for him to appear in other projects. And I would, I do like how they even ended with him, where it's like the one girl like mad at him, like why did we give up against the Wakandas? We had it, mm-hmm. and he basically said, "Trust me, they're gonna go after them. Like the rest of the world's gonna go after Wakanda here soon, mm-hmm. and when they do, they're gonna come crawling to us and ask for us for help. But then we're gonna do our plan, which is take over, spare up and take over the world. Mm-hmm. So we're we're playing the long game. Like I, I liked how he did that because like he did it in a way where it doesn't sound evil." But at the same time, like like I just said, it was his original evil plan, just delayed more because he's an anti-hero in the comics. He's the definition of an anti-hero, where yeah, he does evil shit, but he doesn't mean to be evil. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of he was in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's more for his people, and I think um, comment like if I, I'm just imagining if I was in the mentality of somebody who's been alive for the past like two thousand years or whatever, um, I would just imagine that yeah, I would be pretty cool with being patient about things to go my way and turn the tide in my favor. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. It was essentially a setup for Black Panther 3, I'm assuming. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it was a great movie. Um, I don't know. Out of 10, mm, I don't know. I hate the out of 10 scale sometimes. but See, And I hate to do the IGN 7, but. I, I think it's funny because you hate to do the uh, out of 10 scores, I like to do that at head scores, but you also like to compare it to other things, and I hate comparing it. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I, I think it's better than this movie and this movie, but not better than that movie. Like, you always do with, like, the shows and stuff. Yeah. I, I hate doing that, but I love doing the scale one at a time. Okay. It's funny um, that we have different preferences. So how about this? From now on, with stuff like this, mm-hmm. your rating is, I think it was better than this movie, but worse than this movie. Yeah. And mine is, I do that at 10. I think it was the best movie in Phase Four, aside from uh, No Way Home and Shang Chi. Okay. I think it was better than Multiverse of Madness. I think it was better than uh, Eternals. Uh, Eternals, oh. yeah. I mean, not all. I didn't hate Eternals, but I think it was better than Eternals. Obviously, I think Eternals is a top three worst Marvel movies in my opinion. Okay. That's, or maybe that's it might be my worst. At least I mean, you're with the majority there for sure. Um, I can't think of any other Marvel movies, and that's kind of why I'm putting them there. Thor, Love, and Thunder. <laughs> oh, Thor, I, I do like it better than Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on it. It's worth a ticket. And I'm going to go 7-3. That's fair. That's fair. I think you give it – I give it a – yeah. I think it's very I think it's very much a 7-3. Very – that's above average, good, but it's not blow my socks off. I get that. I get that. I respect that. Um, but all right, let's go to the rest of the movies here, unless you have anything else for Black Panther 2. All right. So next up, apparently there was a scrap GTA movie with Eminem starring in the film. 
I would not see that. I'm for it, but I'm not for Eminem starring in it. Yeah. Um, I think a GTA film could be good. I don't know how you dub it a GTA film. Because essentially, like, you could say, like, the town is a GTA film. You know what I mean? It's the same, like, you know, you're going to do the same shit in it. Yeah, but true. I, so I don't know how you dub it, quote-unquote, GTA. Like unless you just Andreas. say, Yeah, unless you just, like, location-wise, hey, we're in Vice City, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool idea. But definitely not for Eminem being starring in it. I think Eminem was just made for the 8-mile role that he, obviously, he wrote the movie anyways, but... Um, it's about his life. Yeah, it's about his life. So, like, I think that's the only movie he can do and be good at. Like, I can't see him. He's being... not a good actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good. He's a good at acting as himself. Yeah, exactly. because he don't have to act. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but next up, so Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff was canceled. Now people are speculating that Johnny Depp will return to the franchise since everything with Amber Heard's kind of shot down at this point. Yeah, I I, I haven't watched a Pirates movie since. I watched three one time, mm-hmm. and it sucked. So I gave up on Pirates. That's fair. That's fair. Because I also think it's because Dead Man's Chest is, like, insanely good. Yeah, that's the best one, yeah. for sure. Yeah. World's End was, like, cool, but it like it's like Infinity War to Endgame. Like, I think Infinity War is clearly better, but Endgame, like, had all the payoffs and all the, like, the big sequences and fights that you were looking for. But I still don't really remember the third one. That was, like, they were, uh... I remember the weird crab beach... Yeah, they were. It was like they were searching for a treasure, and it had like the Marines, um, Davy Jones's crew, uh, Jack Sparrow, and Barbosa's crew, like all, and like the um, there's like a Chinese pirate uh, ship, like kind of in that mix too. Um, but they were all going to a specific location at the same time to get this World special treasure. Yeah, World's End to get this special treasure. Yeah, but like isn't. Jack there because he died because he got eaten by the squid, but he's not really the Kraken, but not really dead. Mm, yeah. I, 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 I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, it was like weird. It was weird. Yeah, but then the first one was amazing but too. The cinematography was sick. Yeah, but I could see that. But yeah, no, two's the best. One's really good though too. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, couple of trailers released. Uh, we got a trailer for the Brendan Fraser movie Whale, where he just kind of has a fat suit on and it's like a big drama, but. I mean, everything I'm seeing for this movie, like at all the film festivals and things that it's been premiered at, it's getting like standing ovations kind of like reps right now. Um, Brendan Fraser's like back on the map here with this movie, I think. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'll actually see it in theaters. I'm enticed to, but it's not something I'm going out of my way to go see. Um, But I definitely would stream it if it was on the streaming platforms is where I'm kind of at with it. I don't know if you're saying. I think it's going to be a good movie, but not entertaining. Yeah, it's like a... It's going to be artsy good. Yeah, artsy good. Which artsy I, good. I don't really like that. I'm 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 a dumb brain. Popcorn film guy. Yeah, but I also do... I mean, there are movies where it's like like that I like, but like yeah. most of the time I like the popcorn movie shit. I get that. I get that. Um, and then the next trailer dropped today. Uh, Pixar dropped the trailer for the new movie, Elementals. Get a look at what the world's going to be like. You're going to have your Earth creatures your wind creatures your water creatures and fire creatures and i'm assuming the majority of the fire creatures are going to be bad because that just kind of adds up to me um because they're destructive so i'm thinking yeah that's kind of where i'm at on it looks good plot twist it's the air the air is the bad one what if like the ground in the ground what if avatar ang comes and like just takes care of business (laughs) 
That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, insane. Um, I mean, this movie looks okay. I mean, I, it looks cool. World, I like the song in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I it almost feels like Pixar's just running out of ideas because I mean, we had Inside Out that was kind of the same thing as this, at least look wise for the characters. And then they did Soul, which was essentially the same thing as this too. Mm-hmm. And now we got this Elementals thing. So I don't know what they're gonna do next. Like shapes. <laughs> What if they just, like, do our top five? Yeah, our top Letters of the months. alphabet? Months. <laughs> state flags? Yeah. Disney's pick stars, state flags. We still, we still have to do top five shapes. Yeah. I had a sick list. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I also saw good things about the Weird Al movies just killing it. I really want to watch that. I think I might try in the next couple of weeks here to watch that. I also heard insane things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Lights camera bars were like gosh over this is so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad Daniel Radcliffe needs a good one like that. Mm-hmm. Um and they're saying it's good too because it's a it's a parody of Weird Al's life. It, none of it's true. Yeah. Like they sprinkle in a little true things here, mm. but it says that he's like banging Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very weird Al. Like he definitely has yeah. his hands all over this. Mm-hmm. Um but all right, let's take it over to TV. Um aside from Andor, the only thing I had is Rick and Morty's back on Sunday with their uh, next half of the season, but let's get into Andor episode 11. Um, for me personally, it was like a step down from episode 10, but it was definitely like setting up for the finale. Um, there were some cool sequences. Like I really love that scene with, um, I don't even know his name in the show, but Eric Selvig's character, Luther, yeah, Luther, Luther. Um, where he gets, like, caught by the police, like, for, like, a routine traffic stop, essentially, in Star Wars universe. And he's, like, kind of, like, red-handed caught if they actually look at his ship. So he's, like, trying to get away, and he's, like, trying to, like, navigate a ship to do so. And then he finally, like, breaks away, and you just see, like, all the little gizmos and gadgets his ship has to, like, break free of this. And I just thought that was epic. Yeah, he basically just released a bunch of, like, metal at the tractor beam satellite <laughs> just and just destroyed, destroyed it. Yeah. Insane. I imagine it was the same premise as, like, in, like, the old, like, uh, you'd watch, like, the, you know, like, the Han- Hanna-Barbera races they did back yeah. in the day, like, the boomerang? Yeah. Like, like, the great race around the world. Yeah, like, throwing yeah. tacks onto the street. I think that yeah. was, like, the same premise as, like, a car just opening at the back of its flaps, throwing tacks on the street, and the car behind it being, like, Oh no! What the fuck? And like yeah. it just destroys them. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's like Mario Kart. Yeah, it's like the Mario Kart banana. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? You just, threw th- you just threw three green shells straight backwards yeah. and it ran into someone. Yeah, and then the laser beams taking out the Tie Fighters too. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Like, and the whole like shot too, like the uh, cinematographer for that episode was great for that scene specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good. It definitely was a step down, though. Yeah, I the two other parts I liked about this episode, too. But I also agree it's not as good as the last episode. Um, in a sad way, when Marva died in the beginning, doing it as a shot just from a BMO, mm-hmm. or whoever's name is, B, yeah. um, just showing his, like, eye. I thought that was a great, like, mm-hmm. directing and shit like that. That was a really cool scene. And he's basically, like, a sad kid slash dog who doesn't understand, like, yeah, my owner's dead and, like, I need you to stay here. That was, like, super cool that I did that. Yeah. And I also, another Luthan um, scene whenever he was talking to Saul Guerrero. And yeah. Saul was, like, being super paranoid. He said, fine, whatever. Tubes is my guy. And, like, he basically is, like, <laughs> like <"Whoa." laughs> that, that whole scene, though, just, like, was mm-hmm. 
perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's he's low-key, like, the best character. Yeah, Luthen. I think so, too. And, like, yeah. and like the, uh, whoever Scar... He's one of Scar's guards, but I forget his first name. But he's been, like, just acting out of his ass. Like, mm-hmm. it's been great so far. Yeah. The yeah. series. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite character in the series besides uh, um, Andy Serkis' character. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, fuck, I can't remember. Not like me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vino, Vino. All right, that's all I have for TV. Anything you want to add? Not a new thing. I just randomly decided to rewatch Rebels. Yeah, but I'm cool. doing it the um, cheat sheet way. Okay, cool. cool. Just the, I'm skipping the ones I need skipped. I'm already in season three. I skipped a lot. If, I just watched the must watches from seasons one and two. Because season three is when I wanted to get into it more. Mm-hmm. And um, I started like watching every episode again. Just straight up. Nice. It's so good, dude. Yeah, it is. It's great. I mean... The last episode I just watched was like the last... Well, the second to last mall one. I think Clone Wars... Or Clone Wars is better. But Rebels, like the lore expands upon, was so much cooler in the moments that it was great. Like the greatest episodes of Rebels are better than Clone Wars' greatest episodes. But I think Clone Wars as a whole was better. So Sorry, I think I like comparing the shows. I just don't no, 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 no. <laughs> Those are two shows you can't compare. But I see. I think the op, I think I I like Rebels more than Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But the last four episodes of Clone Wars is yeah, the best. Yeah, that did change. It's the arguably game. Like my favorite, like Star Wars. Thing. Yeah, that did change the game. Um, but I think Rebels is better because you just focus on brand new, a little self, brand new characters. Mm-hmm. You sprinkle in the old characters. Where Clone Wars is more like a Tales from the Jedi type shit, where it's just like yeah. stories within a part we already know. True. The Rebels is brand new, mm-hmm. and you sprinkle in the characters and you know. Kind of like, I think Rebels is very much like The Mandalorian. Fair, yeah, pretty animated. Yeah, but all right, that's it. All right, well, let's take it over to music, wrapping it all up with Jams of the Week. Uh, this week I got four for you. There's actually a decent amount of like good songs too. I'd check it out, but. Um, I have the way the way we were by Kigo and Pelsted, um, pretty good EDM bop there for you. Um, lower level jam, but still a good jam. Weapons by Ava Max, a little like just like a chick anthem kind of you know vibe, like Kelly Clarkson stronger kind of thing. But it was still good. Mm-hmm. And then who's back? Fucking Bruce Springsteen with "Turn Back the Hands of Time." That was a great song. I thought. Like, a lot of stuff that these older artists put out, again, to kind of get back on the map. Not always hits, but I think this one was pretty good and a valid effort for uh, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. But my jam of the week, I'm going to give this one. I, I'm going to call it My Humps Part 2. It's called Double D's by the Black Eyed Peas and J. Ray Soul. This is just a club anthem. It's great. I mean, this is like this is like party central for a song here, and I think it's uh, jam of the week for me. Yeah, I, I really, really liked it. What's the opening line? Oh, the opening line. So the opening like uh, bars that uh, Will I Am drops is the direct lines from Adam Levine's uh, DMs that like were a meme over like two months ago, like that holy fuck, holy fucking fuck, that body of yours is absurd. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Take it up. Yeah, all right. Another week in the books. Uh, shout out to everyone who listens each week. Definitely pass it along so we can do it more. Um, I mean, we do, we're going to do it anyways. We're, we're shrills for you people. <laughs> all three of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but we do appreciate everyone who listens. Definitely spread the word. Uh, 
uh, because we like doing this. Um, Ken's Brothers Painting, 412-784-1577. Two chains. Line of the week. I smoke weed out the plants. I sold and I rapped about this shit. Put her on the track. Had her running laps around this dick. True. Right, see you guys. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care. As she swept back her hair, I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time. I know I'm out of flying, but I know that it gets better. Come on, show me a sign as we're dancing here in the perfect silent weather. Dance all night to the beat, beat, beat. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. Only then will you know what I mean, baby. Of my phrasing, it's questions that you're raising. Just know you really drive me fucking crazy. And even though I like your state of mind, right, girl? Wrong time, baby. You could have been my lady, making me all hazy. You really had me going on that night. But even though I like your state of mind, right, girl? Wrong time. Some time has passed, the days are moving fast We need to get to where we're going No matter where you go, even a stone's throw The things you learn are always showing Oh baby, I think I know why You aren't left behind, these things are contradicting I know somewhere that I will pass you by With a sunset in the sky, do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beat, beat, beat Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then